two, one. Who are you? He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute, I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. <laughs> Feel these nipples. That boy's good. Mm -hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Welcome, everybody. It is Thursday, November 16th. This is the Mike Rutherford Show. We're coming to you once again from the luxurious University of Louisville College of Business Studios. Cards fans, have you ever wanted to get your MBA? Have you ever thought, hey, I can't do it with my busy work schedule? UofL College of Business is here to help. They have night classes now that accommodate your schedule and still can get you your MBA in just 12 months. You can also feel like you're being paid to do so in the process by landing one of their many competitive internships. Visit business.louisville.edu to find out more today and begin your journey towards your MBA. We're on the air from 3.06 until 6 here on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming all over the land. You know us better as the Big X. Mike Rutherford is here on a Thursday along with Trevor Kelsey as we inch closer and closer to a huge football tilt against Miami on Saturday afternoon. We also get to react to a basketball victory, rarefied air. The Kings of Baltimore are the Louisville Cardinals. I don't know if there are any more Division I teams in the Baltimore area, but look, UMBC, check. Coppin State, check. No big deal. 2-1, and one, above 500 yet again. We're feeling good. We're riding high. Trevor Kelsey, the man who's always riding high. How are you on this Thursday afternoon? I think the, the great Walt Whitman once said to quote him from last night, victory! That's, it feels good to be. When's the last time the football team and the basketball team are both head-winning records at the same time? Uh, last week. It's been a while, hasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> like legit six days ago. It's been so long, man. It, 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 feels, it feels like six years. <laughs> it does feel like too long. I mean, we'll talk about the victory. We'll talk about Coppin State, what it meant, what it didn't mean, some of the weird things that happened last night. A good answer that I thought Kenny Payne gave last night and some not-so-good answers that I thought Kenny Payne gave last night. All of that will come your way, and I'm sure you all will have plenty of thoughts on the Thornton sex line at 502-414-1450. But before that, TK, what's the overall mood like today? How are you outside of the game last night? What did you get into? How are you feeling? What's life like? <laughs> Life is good, my friend. Life is good. good. Glad to hear. Um, not uh, pretty, you know, you know, you're, you're, I, I won't like, bore anybody with a story or anything, but uh, well, it was, I mean, a good one we always appreciate. Well, I thank you. I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, it was just good. Good Wednesday. Got some. I got some wrestling in. Uh, Orange Cassidy's team lost though, but he didn't get pinned. Don't like that. They cheated. John Moxley cheated, and they of pinned, course he did. They pinned uh, Hook Taz's son, uh, which kind of sucks. But you know, it was all good. Good. Good show. Got a pay-per-view come this weekend, so looking forward to that. A little full gear. And but but more importantly, it was it was 
It was entertaining to watch a basketball game and not only win some money because I took the under on the uh, first half thanks to a tip from my man Yates up in uh, Cincinnati. And then I got a took the, the cards minus six in the second half and took the under 70 in the second half. So I won all three of those. I thought you were going to bet on UMB, uh, uh, on Coppin State. You I, said you were going to hammer Coppin State. Let me finish. I told you I didn't go undefeated. I did take it. I did Coppin State too at plus seventeen, which I lost that one. But I, I came out ahead because of it. And then Louisville won. And then you know that's that's all that matters. That's all that matters. How was your night? How was your evening enjoying watching a Louisville victory, writing it up? It felt great. It, it felt good. Yeah, you know, I broke. I, I've said this many times. Like. I was like, even if I do get into sports, sports gambling, if it ever becomes legalized in Kentucky, I won't bet on Louisville games. I, I don't want to do it. I don't, even if I'm betting for Louisville on Louisville, I, I don't. I just I don't want to do that. I don't want to have money involved, and so I've got mixed emotions in, in any sense. I broke the rule last night. I watched the first five minutes of that game last night, and I was like, these guys. I know we just had the conversation about how no high school team could beat a college team. I was like, I think these guys would lose to Fairdale High, Fairdale high School's JV team. Like I, I was like, this is. It's even worse than I thought it was going to be, and then I, I see us, and we're not playing very well. I was like, "This is going to, like, like, this is going to change." So I look at the first half line. I see it gets down to like Louisville minus six and a half or something, and I'm like, "I'm all over that." Like, like, like this will change. This Coppin State team is like, like they're not doing anything remotely well. We'll eventually, our, our talent alone will just get us to a, a a decent lead at some point. So I took that, and then the the, the overall spread got down to like sixteen and a half or fifteen and a half when it was nine to nine. And I was like, "I'm I'm taking that too." So I, I made two bets on Louisville last night, won them both. Also, Miami of Ohio covering the spread was nice. That felt good. I did make a big bet on the Georgetown Rutgers under. I thought that that was going to be a solid play. It was not. So lost money there, but still slightly ahead for the night. I've got big money on St. John's right now because I got that. I saw that come up at two and a half last night, and I was like, there's no way. Patino on a neutral floor after getting embarrassed to start the week. He's not going to have his guys ready to play. And they were up 10 and a half. It's now, I think, a three-point game, which we need to get a, We need the TVs back in here. It's feast week, for God's sake. We get college basketball going on at all hours of the day. I need the TVs back in, in our wow. new studio, but uh, we will not. I, I love this. We don't have that. This is what, like, like six months ago, we hear the story from Mike Rutherford. I, I don't bet on sports, really. I mean, I do horse racing. I'm only on the DraftKings. That's all I do, yeah. It's because, uh, you know, because I just I was there, and it was I had to just download it once. I've never touched it. It's got dust all over it. I don't, yeah. I opened one in April. And then, <laughs> I mean, how long have we had sports gambling in Kentucky? A month. A month. And here you are at 3 o'clock in the afternoon gambling on basketball. Well, I saw that spread last Thursday, night. And you're talking about all the over, talking about over-unders from Georgetown and Rutgers. I saw that spread <laughs> open up last night when I was on the app. And, and I was like, I guarantee that's going to go up. St. John's two and a half. So I uh, hammered St. John's there. I looked at it this morning. You're one of it was us, already, It was already St. John's minus five and a half, which well, now is looking dubious because they're only up 37-36 with 10 minutes to go. But we'll see how that plays out. Welcome to my, my world. I mean, this is the only bet I've got come, for come on, Come on in, my son. Have a seat. Try on a robe. I may land. I, I, did, see that, uh, like I did see that Joe Burrow <laughs> is like, you've got decent amount of money on him throwing the over-under one-and-a-half touchdowns tonight. I was like, yeah. <laughs> he's, thrown like, he's thrown two touchdowns in like seven consecutive games. Uh, I feel like we're going with you over there. He's hooked. Love it. I mean, I'm making money. What do you want me to do? When I stop making money, I'll stop playing. Oh, uh, yeah. I've said that before. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, man. I, I will say this. You're right. I mean, I, 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 I kind of want to be in a goofy mood today because I want to celebrate a dominant win by Louisville, knowing that, you know. We can be goofy. Without a little the, bit. Without, without the complete self-awareness, or at least acknowledging the self-awareness that last night's opponent was kind of like watching our version of the MEAC, like me, us and the MEAC. 
Like it was like Larry Stewart just kind of sitting there watching the team go back and forth, and I really trying. It was like you got to walk that line because you know last <laughs> night I, I was doing the thing where it was I like, was like this looks really every, familiar. Yeah, I was doing the thing last <laughs> night where like every other tweet was something serious, and every other one was a joke. You know, I'm going back and forth between like genuinely talking about the game and how we're not looking great. And then just like making jokes about how we're better than Kentucky because we're two and one and won a game this week. <laughs> Somebody's victorious this week. I was like, some team. I was like, some teams are two and one and you know winning games this week. Other teams are two and one and losing games this week. Makes you wonder who peaked in week one and who's getting better. I was, you know. So I'm making those jokes, and then the second hand, I'm like, oh my god, we look like this is just repulsive. So you know, it was their guards handled the ball as as well as I did in high school. We'll do a little bit of, of both today because I think there are some serious things to talk about. Last night, especially when we only won by twenty. I mean, you should be that team by seventy. We won right at the Ken Palm number. Ken Palm called it, so that's yeah. winning by twenty. Um, it was Coppin State, maybe the worst team I've seen ever play inside the KFC Yum Center, at least for, <laughs> at the Division One level. Let's go ahead and state that right off the bat. I saw more fight out of the Washington Generals once than I did in this game. You love a good Generals joke. Who doesn't? I, yeah, it's it's, it. and it's and it's not like it's dated. <laughs> Last night, though, there's a kid right now going, "Dad, is there a new NBA team I don't know about?" Last night, I, I think overall, this one we need the shot caller. Oh, okay. Last night, I, I think that you know how, like, growing up, we all—I don't know if you were like me, like, like, like I—we were obsessed with Louisville basketball. Everybody I knew was either obsessed with Louisville or Kentucky basketball. And until I got a little bit older, I kind of assumed that this was the way it was everywhere, right? Like, like I, I thought that if you were an Oklahoma fan. I knew they were better at football than they were at basketball, but I assumed that you were like big into basketball as well. Did you, did you kind of have that belief growing up too? Uh, not as much the, the the individual sport, but just sports in general. Because I the friends that lived in Columbus, and I knew how obsessed they were with football, but like gotcha. we were with basketball. So I knew the obsession was there, but I never really, I really identified it as one sport. Well, I mean, I, I'm just saying, like I thought that people were more into college basketball than than they probably were. Like, like I, I thought that every school, well, I knew that some schools were more football schools than basketball schools. I still thought that, like, Oklahoma State fans were living and dying with every basketball dribble because, they, you know, it's not like they were playing at the same time. Like, And it took me until I got a little bit older to meet fans from other fan bases and have them say or, or hear them say, you know, we basketball really wasn't a thing where I was growing up. And last night sort of, I always kind of wondered how that was possible. Like, you know, you talk to Oklahoma fans, and it's look, they, they've had great teams over the years. They, they've, they've been to a Final Four recently. They were into a Final Four in the 90s. Shout out to, they were in a Final Four when I was a kid in 88. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they've, yeah, they almost, they damn near won a national title. They yeah. probably should have won a national title if those damn Danny and the Miracles didn't uh, didn't get it done. Like, so, you, you know, I always just kind of assumed, like, you're super into basketball. And then you talk to those people, and they're like, basketball, you know, we kind of start to pay attention a little bit. Once football's over, and like I, you know, I'll watch the NCAA tournament, but you know, there are games happening in November and December that you know I don't, I don't even really know what's going on, and I don't even know that they're happening. And I kind of was like, how do you do that? Like, like, like how do you just just ignore the sport? Last night, it kind of felt for the first time like we were one of those programs. You know, you, you turn on the game on TV. I don't know if they're going to FOIA request the the numbers for this game in terms of actual scan tickets, but my God, it, it could not have been. It couldn't have been more than 5,000. It, it looked much thinner than the first two games, which is saying something. It looked like they moved some people down in the second half, at least in the lower level, a little bit behind the, on the, what we call, I call you know, the hard cam. Where, you know, mm-hmm. Because, when yeah, you're right. The first, when that game started, I mean, I know it's always late, but 
That game started. There was like four people behind Coppin State's bench, and that was like all I could see in that whole section. There was, I mean, there were people that were there who were sending me pictures and just like I, like there are entire like sections that have like six or seven people. They, there was some guy who tweeted at me last night and was saying they were doing the T-shirt toss, and the guy threw a, a, a T-shirt, and it was so far away from anybody that it just like sat there in, <laughs> in a section by itself, which made me terribly sad. Like I was like, did anybody go get it? Apparently, somebody threw a T-shirt back on the floor after they caught it last night. I feel like this is this kind of crowd. The T-shirt guy should just come out and be like, can everybody get one? Everybody good? Everybody, <laughs> yeah. everybody got, good? All right. We'd like yeah. to invite anybody who did not catch a T-shirt to come down to the floor and get your complimentary shirt. As you leave, there's a box by the exit. We got tons of them in there still. Help yourself. In all honesty, they should have given whoever was at the game last night free drinks or something because yeah, I mean, Lord knows those are the diehards. But like it, it was, I said we charge them still sixty five bucks to sit. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and like you know, you look at some of the seats that are empty, and I mean, I like, I've got friends that have season tickets in some of those places. Like I know how much they cost, and I know that they're not just not going because they don't they're not interested. Yeah, AW was a good show last night. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's nuts to see the, the the attendance like that. I mean, we know that the first two games were just shy of six thousand people when it comes to scan tickets. I, I can't imagine that last night was was more than five thousand, just well, based on what we saw. Which was, was that statement by you? And I I agree one hundred percent. I'm assuming one of your issues with Kenny Payne's statement was when he mentioned the uh, crowds and the kids playing in front of eight thousand people. And I was like, not this year they haven't. Yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> yeah, he, he. We'll get to that. I know. I, I assume that might be on your list of uh, maybe an issue. Nah, not really, actually. No. Um, <laughs> I had friends, you know, you know, we get the I've got like U of L group chats and stuff. I, I've got friends that don't know that we're playing last night. Okay, come on, and now, it's that's just bad. Nah, that's... But it's not it's, it's not the norm. I mean, it's not abnormal. You know, you you and me and the people listening to the show, the people that are texting into the show, like we are on one planet. You've got that fan out there that you know will be really into things when when things are good, kind of into things when things are just okay. And then when things get like this, are, are just sort of like I've got other things to do. Like I, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not paying attention. I don't care about this. And, and I have multiple friends who are like this. And it does, like, it reminds me of now being one of those fan bases, one of those, you know, Oklahoma fans or you know, Clemson basketball fans, where you're just like they're not, they're not there. Like, like you just go through November and December, and it's like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll check the score. I heard they're doing well. What's their record again? And that's kind of what what last night felt like. The team's Playing better than it has, I guess. It's it's winning a game by more than we've ever won a game in the Kenny Payne era by, and everybody's still just like this is this is changing nothing. And, and if you remember, you know we signed off last night. I think that you picked us to win by like what three or four? Uh, I think six, five or six, but yeah, it wasn't it was it was under ten. I know that. And I I, I, I prefaced my score by saying like this is in no way indicative of what I think about this team and where this, this season is going. And I picked us to win by 18, and I'm like, it's more about Coppin State than it is about Louisville. And I stand by that. You know, we won by 20 last night. My overall view of this team, the direction the program is going under Kenny Payne, was not swayed whatsoever. And I don't think that many people were. I saw a few people, you know, kind of being like, you know, shout out to the the haters or whatever. Like, we won a game by 20. But for the most part, everybody who was like, this is just like, I wanted it to work. It's not going well. I, I think was still on that same page last night because we, we, we've said this a million times on the show. Louisville fans know good basketball. We've been watching good basketball, most of us, since we were like three or four years old. We, we've been every winner of our entire lives. We, we've lived and died with this team. We know when it looks great. We know when it looks good. We know when it looks bad. And last night, I don't care that they, they won by 20 points. It looked not great 
for the most part. There were spurts where they played a little bit better than they should have, than they had been. But early on, I mean, you know, we're not getting into our offense until there's like 10 seconds to go on the shot clock. We're, you know, we're against a team that is that gave up 100 points to Virginia Tech on opening night and couldn't hold Mount St. Mary's below 80. Like, and we're just rushing shots right before the, the shot clock 61. ends. Yeah, I mean, it was just, like it, it looked. It, I wasn't sure what we were doing on offense for most of the night. Defense was a little bit better. It was hard to tell, though, because Coppin State is just so anemic with, with the ball in their hands. They just don't have any playmakers whatsoever. And I told you that last night. Like, they, There's nothing that that team does well offensively, and they're going to be bad. They've got a first-year head coach who's just kind of learning the lay of the land. He brought in 10 new players. Like, it, It's a bad team. And on one hand, I want to do the whole thing where it's like, they needed a win. The last week has been tough. They won by 20. Hey, it's nine more points than we'd ever won a game by in the Kenny Payne era before. But on the other, I'm like, what What did this really do? What, what, I didn't see anything that changed my mind. And I'm not just trying to be negative. I'm not just trying to be a hater. I'm just going off of what I saw and being honest. I saw nothing that made me any more confident that this team is going to be able to get to like 500 or, God for me, flirt with the NCAA tournament or anything like that. It just it, it changed very little in my eyes, and I know that, you know this weekend different. If you if you play competitively with Texas somehow, if you somehow beat Indiana on Monday or at least com- are competitive in that game, then yeah, we'll we'll have a different conversation. I don't foresee either of those things happening, but I do say I, I'm glad the kids got a chance to celebrate a win last night. I know the last week has to have been pretty tough on them. Yeah, no, I, I agree with everything you say. I mean, I, except I. I I think you have more hope that there is a chance that we might actually play well in New York than I do because I don't think we will. I, I have no hope. I just said uh, that. I, I, I thought you put a little bit out there. Like, maybe we can run with them. I said, we'll if they do, I'll be okay. I don't foresee either of those things happening. <laughs> I, don't even, I wouldn't even put the maybe in there. <laughs> I didn't say maybe. I, I, but, yeah, I, I want to I be happy and joy at least because this – I mean, let's be honest. This might be our last one in a while. So, I mean, let's at least enjoy it. You know, have a good time. You know, it's like – it's like we're about to, you know, have to we're about to go, you know, serve six months in, in juvie or something. We get it's, it's my last time we get to actually have a good time out. You know, that time we have we have beer and sig and maybe have get let's enjoy this enjoy this moment. It's not because it's not it's going to be bad for a while. And yes, does, does this make me think? I agree with you that does this make me think Kenny Payne's turn around? No, the team did not look good at all last night. Really, I mean they they were sloppy. Coppin State is just bad. I mean. You could, you, you could, you're, that that team in Florida definitely can beat Coppin State. I, I probably, I now see the giant difference at three sixty two and three hundred where we are. Which which team in Florida? The the prep team, the high school team. Oh, Monfort. Yeah, yeah the conversation from yesterday. Because <laughs> Coppin State is a D one team, right? They are. Yeah, that Mount Vernon team's beating Coppin State. Now you want you want to hear a nice little vote of confidence for us? We won last. We we played Coppin State basketball. They did not drop in the Ken Palm. They're still three sixty. So <laughs> well, they didn't get worse after playing us, which which makes me feel good. It's still I mean, Lemoyne and Mississippi Valley State below them. It's yeah. I mean, this that team is. I I felt bad for Coppin State. I mean, I really watching Coppin State play again made me feel like how every team was felt when they played us last year. Like we're just turning the ball over left and right. We're just doing. I mean, it was, it was like watching a rec league game. It was. It was just bad. And but you know what? I don't care because we won the game. We won by twenty. Let's appreciate it. Let's party. I Trey White looked like he was at a funeral in the post in the press conference. Like cheer up, man. I mean, you yeah, you went three for ten. You're gonna go. That's probably what you're gonna do most games. You're gonna go three for thirty most times. But we won. Let's let's live it up. Come on. Let's have a good time. 
Championship, here we come. No Division One program in Baltimore can hang with us. We've we, established we, that. We are the kings of Baltimore. Come at the king, best not miss. And if you and if that is all, and if you are the best in Baltimore, then you are the best in the land because the wire is the best. And look, DC area, big time basketball area. Just saying, that's the pot. We're the kings of DC. We need Georgetown the schedule now. Georgetown's scared of us. George Washington, Hoya. get them on here. You, the only Hoya paranoia they got is their own. They don't want any of us. And Cooley wants to qu- people to ask questions. Here's a question: Why are you afraid to schedule Louisville? We can play Morgan State, Baltimore area school. Towson. Well, they beat us once. That was bad. Uh, that's, that was <laughs> Towson also beat uh, yeah. Coppin State. Well, we lost to Towson State. I, I can't remember. Well, that was in the mid, like mid to late nineties, right? It, it, it was. It was. Uh, I think mid nineties. Yeah, and I remember that that, like, that was like sixteen or seventeen year old Trevor, fifteen year old Trevor was around that age. That was like my lowest in, at that time as a Louisville basketball fan. Ninety five. That, was that when it was? Yeah. Yeah, I know, I know it was young. I remember thinking at that time, this is the lowest I've ever been as a Louisville basketball fan. Yeah, I, I told the story I, that on... That is miles. That, that would be like me looking up right now and seeing the Towson State lost somewhere around the moon. I told the story on Father's Day, and my dad got called to the old radio show to confirm it. When we lost to Towson State, my dad, who is a very passionate fan, uh, you know, I, I was like, oh my God. I mean, I'm I'm 10 years old at this point. And I'm like, I'm like this sucks. I can't believe we lost. And my dad, like... It, like He's silent for the last like ten minutes of the game. Like, just doesn't say anything. The game ends, and he's just like shaking his head. He's like, it's like lining up all the trophies we've ever won and just taking a big piss all over all of them. And I was just like, oh my god, yeah, the man's very he, poetic with his words. And then I he agree. Left, then he left for a drive. Just took a drive. I was like, that's I, I'll never forget that line my entire life. I mean, that that's at that time. That's how that's how low we were. I mean, I would I would. Sh- Strive to beat Towson, lose to Towson State by like whatever we lost to him at that point by now. Towson is currently uh, 137 on Ken Palm, by the way. We are uh, <laughs> we are lower. 177. We up, we're up six spots from last time. But Towson's well, not in Baltimore, is it? Yeah, it is. Oh, then we'll bring them on again. You're yeah. right. We can beat them. Okay. Yeah. I was in Oklahoma for some reason. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, it's in Maryland. Uh, the... Other thing about last night's game that I loved. No timeouts called by either side. It was over at like 840. It was I didn't incredible. I realize that. No timeouts called in a game. That's got to be history. Well, it, looking at the two guys heading the sidelines, that doesn't surprise me. What, 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 they got to really tell them in the, in the huddle. <laughs> I didn't hate it, though. I'm like, yeah, just why stop this? Let, let, let it go. Let's get out of here as fast as possible. Your do you call a timeout in your cop state. What do, what do you tell those guys? Hey, hey, hey. Anybody here can't wait to get to the bus? Yeah, I, I don't think there's. I don't know what's going on there. It was, however, the first time that we have won and covered as a home favorite in nearly 22 months. Can you believe that stat? It's that would be almost two years. That's it. That's great math. That's why you got the 14. 13. Well, 14 overall. Uh, that's so. That would have been the Pegues team, right? That would have been the Pegues team. That would have been after the Bahamas, after January of of the Baham- uh, of that season. So this is right before I think Chris Mack got bought out. This was the the famous leaky roof game. Oh, the Boston College game. Exactly right. We via Kelly Dickey. The last time that Louisville was a home favorite and covered the spread was a sixty seven fifty four win versus Boston College, January nineteenth, twenty twenty two. We were a seven and a half point favorite. I wasn't here for that game. What do you mean? 
I was I was at my buddy's house and I was, oh, that's, yeah, that's right. I was out of town. I remember I was never forget. I was like, hey, I was like, can you score in a Louisville game? It's, it's about to start. And he's like, he's like, it's a rain delay. And I'm like, okay. And I yeah. just remember sitting there thinking for a second, I'm like, like I'm thinking, for some reason he said rain delay football's in my mind. I'm like, okay, cool. And I'm like, right, two minutes later, I'm like, wait a minute. It's a Wednesday night. We have rain delay. <laughs> Kenny Payne had been 0-8 in games as a, a home favorite. Not 0-8 in covering the spread, 0-8 overall <laughs> as a home favorite uh, for Louisville. But that's uh, that's that's fine. That's we were fine. a favorite eight times. Yeah. Well, uh, that can't be right. I saw that stat. That, that can't be right. We, <laughs> were, we were a home favorite over UMBC, and we won. Were we? Yeah. Okay. We didn't cover, but we won. We won by one. So. I'm guessing that actually that number meant we were 0-8 when it came to covering the spread. Um, that doesn't surprise me. Victory, Trevor. Winning, Victory! To quote winning, the great Walt Whitman. covering, getting above 500, it's all happening. Now, The we've talked very little about the actual game. Besides, it's halfway just, to last year's whole win total. You realize that? I'm very aware of it. Why couldn't I have made this bet with Scoots this year? We might win like we might win that five games. What's Eastern Michigan doing? Well, I mean, you need you need way more than five games. That wasn't the bet last year. No, it was just to win more. And, and Eastern Michigan won like nine, so you got Eight, yeah, yeah, you got destroyed. Because they, they, the joke was they literally doubled us up. Yeah, you got you needed more than just five last year. Do we beat Eastern Michigan this year? Yes, they still have Stan Heath. They're one and two. They're terrible. <laughs> well, I, mean, I saw the other day FAU beat him by like seventy-five. Who did? FAU. I mean, I know FAU is good, but they still it was like it was a bad score. Yeah, it was one hundred to fifty-seven. Okay, not ba- not quite as bad as I thought, but still really bad, almost by fifty. Butler beat them ninety-four fifty-five. Not good either, because Butler's not. Well, that's Mike Pegues. Mike Pegues is just taking care of our business. They did not call Georgia Southern though. Did they really? Yeah. I mean, Georgia Southern sucks, but I'm still surprised. Um, the, in, in terms of actual gameplay, we started JJ Trainer. We benched Dennis Evans. They once again did the whole, like, he's a bad matchup. It's a bad matchup for him, which I'm like, they've got nobody bigger than 6'6". Six, six. I, I get what you're trying to say. This is a team that wants to spread the floor. You were and, in my mind thinking the same thing. Yeah, they, they, you, you, you know, you're worried about them bringing the seven-footer out in the perimeter and him having to guard, but still, I mean, just, you know, it's... it's Nobody on Coppin State should be a bad matchup for anybody on Louisville. I don't care what size we're talking about, but he, Dennis only came off the bench to play five uh, to play five minutes. I thought Curtis Williams looked good. If we're looking at positives, he was a guy that looked – he really popped in the, uh, the the first exhibition game against Simmons, and then we have not seen much of him in the actual games that have mattered. The outside shot looked good again. He played with a, he plays with a nice flow. Seems to understand basic defensive principles, even though he's not the most laterally quick guy. I, I thought he looked good. Trey White did some things. Scott Clark did some things, both good and bad. Uh, I mean, Trey the White. Nicest way of putting it. Well, Trey White, too, for his credit, I know you you don't like the way that he plays offense. He did crash the boards he insanely did. hard the whole game and ended up with a double double, twelve rebounds, ten points, which, which is good. That was good to see. I think that they kind of gave him the same Brandon Huntley Hatfield speech, which is like you know jumpstart yourself by crashing the board and doing some little things that are really going to help us. And Huntley Hatfield had seven points as well. Didn't really affect the game as much as he should have, but we've gotten a little bit used to that. Affected the game more than it normally does, though. Tyler Johnson, you know, again the good and the bad. Um, very quick, got to the basket a couple of times, turned the ball over five times. That's that that's gotta stop. And overall, I, I mean the turnovers. We had seven assists, which is terrible. I mean, we're not a and fifteen turnovers. I thought we were just a, yeah. We went from like passing it what five times our possession now, and then we get seven assists in a game. We're we're not sharing the ball effectively. The passes we make are just they're do nothing. They're wasting time passes. Like we don't we never make effective passes. We never make. It's. I still don't know exactly what we're trying to do offensively. 
We're not shooting the ball well from the outside. I know we're trying to do. It's just, it's just it's not a very good system, and then we don't have the But right we're not doing that thing last year where it's like the, the, the drive in space. Like, we're not putting the guys in the corners anymore. We're running more of a motion offense, but we're just like, like nobody's ever making a basketball move. It's like, like we're trying to do that continuity uh, offense, and it's just, it's not like nobody seems to know when to attack, which is why you have all these possessions early in the game where all of a sudden there's 25, you've used 25 seconds of a possession, and somebody's like, oh, I guess I better make a basketball move to the basket and try to actually score here. And I, I just, they don't seem to have any idea, like, when you're supposed to, you know. Do anything? Do anything, exactly. Like, it, <laughs> the, like they're, they're running the little, like, walkthrough, and it's like nobody's using any of the options that are out there. We got to see Dino. We saw Danilo play 10 minutes. Uh, he, he did not look great. He almost hit a shot at the buzzer. Almost hit a shot at the buzzer. That was nice. That was fun. <laughs> Fact, that's about the only thing I have highlighted in my mind about him. And look, I told you guys, just wait till Zampain gets healthy. We saw yep. we have not lost a game this year, exhibition, scrimmage, or real game where Zampain has played. He is the key. Undefeated. Almost made a shot at the very end. Didn't happen. That was fine. Aiden McCool got out there. That was good to see. We saw our first Hersey Miller uh glimpse of the year. All the good things were happening. Maybe the last time that we see those guys this year, but it was fun while it lasted. 20-point victory for the Cards. Uh, we'll talk about what Kenny Payne said after the game, which has become sort of a trend, generated more conversation than the actual game itself. We'll discuss that. The weird night for Karan Davis and what's going on there. All that good stuff's coming your way after the break. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1. Big guys. Best. You can be the King Kong banging on your chest. You can beat the world. You can beat the war. You can talk the guy go banging on his door. You can throw your hands up. You can beat the clock. Yeah. You can move a mountain. You can break rocks. You can be a master. Don't wait for luck. Dedicate yourself and you can find yourself. Yeah. Is this celebration music today? Oh yeah, baby. Twenty point winners. No idea you can do this. It was the game of our lives last night. 40 minutes for the rest of our lives. The cards get the job done. 61 to 41. The result the entire world's been talking about for the last 24 hours. The cards are 2 and 1, folks. We're above 500 for the first time in a solid six days. And it feels so good. It feels great. It feels wonderful. This is, uh, we're back. But yeah, but here's the thing we're over 500 twice this year. Twice. Not even once last year. Not even once last year. Twice. People are talking about not enough progress. Come on. Come on, Come man. on. Come on. Uh, we, two words for you. Come on. Come on. On a more serious note, we do have two, uh, two UofL games of note tonight to get excited about. The UofL men's soccer team playing in the NCAA tournament. They're hosting Dayton tonight at 7 p.m. You can make it out to Lynn Stadium to watch that match. If you can't, though, you can watch the match live on ESPN+. And then the Louisville women's basketball team, number 19 in the country in the AP poll, number 15 in the country in the coaches poll. We always The coaches are better. They know what they're talking about. They will take on Bellarmine tonight at 7 p.m. inside the KFC Yum Center. You can listen to that right there on our sister station. You're home for U of L Athletics, 970 WGTK. Let's talk about Kenny Payne after the game. First of all, the, the first thing to discuss, what the hell is going on with Karan Davis? 
What? He's already like one of the top five most fascinating players in the history of the Like he's got the weirdest recruiting backstory of all time. Yeah. He, I mean, did not get the high character warrior treatment on the on the, on the press release when he signed. Only I, only one, right? Did we prove oh, that? There was one other. It was a uh, Trent was Flowers, Flowers who ended up leaving. Yeah. <laughs> He, that can't I, be a coincidence, right? I did the kickball game, and I, and I told you he's easily the cockiest. It was easily the cockiest U of L athlete. Like, like he has, he's got a big attitude, brings a lot to the table. You, you hear, threw him out of the game, right? No, I did not. Oh. I threw him out of the game. David Johnson did get a little, he got a little testy with me. It was all the UK players though that were the real problem. Okay, of course. But yeah, bad apples. Yeah, you say Justin man. Edwards hate him. They that was, that was who was that? Was he the was the worst. Yeah, that was the one. I knew there was one that you. They were, were all pretty bad. Yeah. He was the worst for sure. They. Davis, you hear these you know these vague reports coming out of the summer where everyone's like, Karan Davis is a point guard. You're gonna see. I'm like, how do you know? Like, I, 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 how in the world do you? Nobody knows anything about this guy. We finally see him play in an exhibition game. He looks terrible. There's just no nice way to say it. He, he does not look ready at all. We don't see him in any of the first two games. There's a rumor going around that he and Kenny Payne got into a fight that had to get broken up by security. UofL vehemently denies it. Rumors still flying around there. Kenny denies it in, in so many ways in his own press Kenny conference. does. Kenny, Kenny straight up denies it. Everybody at UofL says it's not true. Karan uh, denies it as well. And then last night, he's just mysteriously not there, which I didn't even notice. I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't notice. He's not playing in games, so I'm not really checking the bench that much. And then Rick Bozich tweets uh, during the game. This is my favorite. Karan Davis not uh, not dressed out for tonight's game. Kenny Payne will address it after the game. <laughs> What's the exact quote again? The, he, Kenny Payne will address after the game. Okay. And then the best part was when Kenny Payne talks about it. His exact his literal quote. <laughs> yeah, he literally <laughs> says, "This is not the place to address it," which was just it was I, perfect. It was I, wonderful. I laughed out loud in my house when I heard that when he said because I knew exactly what Bozich's tweet said. I'm like. And as soon as he goes, I won't address it now. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. It's not the place to address it. He's like, he's addressing it after the game. But the only thing that we heard him say was, you know, he he emphasized that he's not in trouble. He said, Karan, it was my decision to not have him here. He's not in trouble, but this isn't the place to address what happened. And, I mean, you know, I, I know they're not trying to generate conversation or whatever, but when you phrase it like this, and when the kid just mysteriously is not around, and you've had these rumors about some sort of conflict over the last couple of weeks, you know that this is going to just ignite a fire. Because the initial reaction for everybody is like, this sounds a lot like when my wife would say, you're not in trouble, you're just going to have to sleep on the couch tonight. Like, you know, it was... If he's not in trouble, like why is he not allowed to be at the game? Like I'm trying to think of a possible. Is it an, if it's an academic thing? I don't know why you wouldn't just say that. If it's you know if he's dealing with a, you know maybe like, overslept. Like, if he's dealing with like a family member's being sick or something, like you wouldn't phrase it as like it was my decision to not have him come today. Like I don't, I don't know why you wouldn't just say that. Like the the messaging by this staff just remains the weirdest of all time because you're just opening yourself up to like 24 hours of people being like, what the hell's going on with this kid? Like, was the fight rumor true? Uh, what, what, like, what in the world is going on? And, and maybe that was the plan. Maybe the, you know the goal is to talk about like less actual basketball stuff and more just weird rumors and innuendo because that's uh, you know maybe better. But like that was a that was a very strange part of last night. Yeah, I mean, well, let's be honest. I mean, the the entire Cron Davis saga has been just just it's it, it's super it, weird. I mean, it started with when we when when, when his name was announced. We you went like 
on the internet, we couldn't find anything. There's nothing about him. He didn't have a profile. He didn't have like a video. I mean, he wasn't a top 200 JUCO player I mean, on the only site that ranks JUCO players. And I think yeah, by the time you found him, you found out he played in like a like a third tier junior college league in California. And I think there was like a, like a you know grainy film that came out about him, like him doing like one dunk and. It's and it's yeah. It's been a, he's Danny Manning's. You know he loves him. It's just this his diamond in the rough. I mean it's it's the strangest recruitment of all it time. Is, yeah, the story and then now that just leading into where like you said we saw him play like two minutes in the exhibition game. Then you have the optical everything you just recapped. I mean to, to to end with last night. I mean odds. What what you're, you're a gambling man now? Do we see Cron Davis play at Louisville? I have no idea. I, I mean. I, I don't know if he's ever going to come back. I don't know if he comes back and like starts and plays thirty five minutes on Sunday. Like I've got no idea. Like I, I don't know what to, like gambling on this team in any way, shape, or form is the silliest thing to do in the entire world. I know I say that as somebody who bet on them to to cover twice last night, but I I, don't, I have no idea. Like I, I can't. I don't know what Kenny Payne's trying to tell us or what, what hit the whole. Like what could it possibly be? And I've got there's no smoke. You know, no nobody's like leading me sending me rumors outside of people just being like, well, the fight was definitely true. I still don't think it was, but something there's clearly something Could going on there. Could have been overblown, there. maybe? Could have just been like, yeah, I mean, I think like maybe, an umpire and manager like just kind of getting yelled in your, each other's face, but no, there's no actual physicality. I mean, you know how these things get distorted o- over time. Like, exactly. it, it could have been, hey, there was an argument like two weeks ago at practice where Karan kind of like shouted back at Kenny Payne. They kind of got into a verbal altercation, the which then becomes two weeks later, hey, I heard yesterday at practice – there was a physical fight between Kenny Payne and, Karan, and security had to come break it up. I mean, this stuff happens all the time. Trust me, like you know, a lot of times, like I'll hear one story and then I'll eventually get the truth, and I'm like, oh, like how in the world did that become? Did did A become B? What, two weeks later, what was that game called? It was called Telephone. Or yeah, something? exactly. That used to yeah. be back. You played back in the day. Yeah, it's very much the same thing. That's what's that, and, and not which could be that could be what it is, and I can't imagine though the. the Backlash of, of like having him not even being at the game from from a yelling. Yeah, that that's it, that that seems it's a little, so so weird. Yeah. Now the other, I, I want to play the clip. I sent you the clip. I think you made reference to this quote. I actually think, you know, I I, I make I'm kind of uh, we're sort of ripping on Kenny's messaging there. I think this is one of the best answers that he's given since he's been here, if not the best answer. I, I think that this is a core that he needs to strike more. Not said very hard when he gets asked. He got asked a question about we we started talking about it in the first segment the attendance last night being just. I mean, no way, other way to say it. Embarrassing. Uh, it was probably like 4,000 people at the game last night, and he got asked a, a pretty straightforward question about it. Here's what he said. For a lot of empty seats in the, the arena again. Is that concerning to you that fans aren't showing up for this team? And uh, what, what is your mentality just from that, not seeing it completely full the way it has been in, obviously, the past? I have a player on this team who transferred from another school. That player saw this arena and was taken back. I never played in front of that many people. And there were maybe eight, 9,000. So the people that are coming, the people that have came, understand that's not normal to have eight, 9,000. That's not Louisville. Ready? When we win, they're going to come. And then they'll get to see the real Louisville. But we got to do our part. I embrace that. I know what it is. I know what it's like to play in front of 19, 21,000 every game and go on the road and it's full 
everywhere you go, people are trying to beat you and you got to fight to get those wins. I want them to experience that. But there's a part of this that we have to bring to the table, and that's the winning part. And then people will come on and, and they'll support us. I, I think that that would, if he had struck that chord more consistently last year, it would have gone over a lot better with the fan base. Like, like I, I, I like. You hear that answer? You think that's why? I, I see now why Pete, Kenny Payne has the support, some of the, the friends, yes, right? Yeah, I mean, for sure. Yeah, like that's like last year, you know, because he kind of started doing the thing when things went off the rails last year, where it was like, you know, I, I see you jumping off the train. Like, don't try to get back on when we start get this thing rolling. And you know, that's not going to. Like, that's not going to deter anybody who's pissed off. It's not going to make them be like, "Oh, okay. Well, I guess I better like be supportive in all weathers." Like, yeah, you know, the the people who were upset last year, you know, they were upset for for good reason. And for Kenny Payne to kind of be like, "I don't, I don't understand how you're not supporting us," I, I think did not play well. I love the fact that he, you know, because because he kind of starts that question. It was the reverse of most Kenny Payne answers where I'm talking about where I'm like, "Good, good, no, 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 no," like, "Oh," that answer. He starts off, and I'm thinking like, "Oh no." He's kind of doing the whole like. Who's the player, by the way? I mean, yeah. I mean, who do you think it? I mean, it could have been somebody from last year. I, I guess that's a good point. I didn't think about that. Because he had a bunch of guys transfer in last year. That, yeah, I was thinking it was around this year because I was like, who could have been like blown away by they even thinking there was close to eight thousand people that. Cron Davis probably. Yeah, it, it probably was Cron Davis. <laughs> but I mean, it wasn't. You know, Ivanovich played in bad crowds in Miami, but I can't imagine he would be blown away or Brandon Huntley Hatfield or yeah. Scott Clark. Clark White. Or Trey White. You know, James was here last year. I mean, Aiden McCool. Evans, I'm sure, played in some good, played in some good crowds. Glenn, I know, did. Well, those are freshmen. He Payne. said he's about transfers. Zam Payne. Could have been Zan. <laughs> Rupp Arena was just terrible. <laughs> but when he gets into the, the, the part about, like, it, it, like, it's on us. Like, like, we have to win and the fans will start showing up. I was like, good. Like, like we need more of that. Also, we need you to, you know, actually win because <laughs> starting to give the right answers now, two years into this thing, is not a, enough to just get people back firmly on your side and get these attendance numbers back and, and drive some excitement. But I thought that was a, like, out of all the questions that he's answered over the last two years, which I, so many times I think he's hurt himself more than he's helped himself, yeah. like, that was maybe the best answer that he's given. I mean, I told you last night, I was like, I don't even know probably going to want to watch the press conference because I'm happy that we won. Yeah. yeah like, I'm just going like, to kind of ruin it a little bit. You know, it's like, but yeah, I did notice, too, I think not once, but twice, he did the, that's a great question. Did he do that last night? And then my favorite part was when they asked about Cron Davis because, that's a great question. And then he didn't answer the question. Then, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to answer. Like, what the hell? Now, last night, we mentioned the you know, the scanned attendance is different. The announced attendance includes just all tickets sold. Yeah. And the official attendance number for last night was 10,501, <laughs> which was like more than, than definitely more than double the actual amount of people that were there. But even with that number, this goes to show just how far we've fallen and talking about when we grew up, you know, just 19,000 every game didn't matter who you were playing. Even Coppin State felt like they didn't bring anybody. We had like six people there. Yeah, usually teams bring like at least the first two rows worth. So that announced attendance last night, 10,501, is the lowest announced home attendance for a UofL home game not impacted by COVID restrictions or a winter storm since January 8th, 1979. So since before Kenny Payne was there as a player. In that Before game, I was born. Yeah, in that game in 1979, 8,783 Louisville fans enjoyed a 112-64 win over Marshall in Freedom Hall. The thing about that number is, like, 
there probably were legitimately more fans at that game than were at last night's game. How many was listed as attendance? Ten thousand five hundred one was the the official. No, no, seventy nine. Oh, 8,783. They probably weren't, you know, cooking the numbers as much then as as they do now. And you probably don't have as many season tickets being sold back then as you do now. So I'd be willing to bet that number back in 79 was probably more closer to the actual number than last night's number, which is... Was that a regular regular season game, though? Yeah, January 8th, so... But it's been since before you or I were born that we've had a, a game where the announced attendance has been lower than last night's. That wasn't a storm game. The three storm games that Kelly was referring to, by the way, February 25th uh, against uh, 1993, Louisville beat Charlotte in front of just over 7,000 people. December 8th in 2000, Louisville beat Loyola Chicago uh, in front of 10,206 people. There was an hour, an inch of snow during rush hour. That 93, that, that was, no, that wasn't, no, that, that wasn't, that wasn't the season. It wasn't before the big storm. It was, yeah. it was the year before that. Yeah. Seven inches of snow, though, on the ground for that game. Yeah. December 22nd, 2004, a 77-49 win over Austin P in front of 8,325 people with five inches of snow on the ground. That's the one that I remember. But uh, the, those games. I wonder the, what happened, was happening during the uh, January 8th one, and back in, uh, what if there was something going on. I think it was just, that was low attendance. Back yeah, then. We weren't, uh, we hadn't won a national title yet. The last time that we had an attendance that was that low. But, I, wild times. The, the only other Kenny Payne stat that, uh, I mean, he said, he, he, like, it generated some negative responses, but he said, I believe we're headed in the right direction. I know we're headed in the right direction with the kids in that locker room. It's just the early steps. And fans, of course, jumped on that. But that, that's one of those quotes where, like, I don't agree with it. I don't think that that's actually what's taking place. But what do you want him to say? Like, like you know, we won by 20, but I think we still suck. Like, 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 you know, these kids aren't as good as I thought they were going to be. They're actually from crappy families that I thought were good families. This, uh, this, this all sucks. We're, we're done here. Uh, the other quote that was out there, he talked about this weekend. He said, Texas is going to be a great test for us to see just where we are. And I think a lot of people were like, I think we know where we are. But. Actually, I thought last night was a good test to see where we were. Well, we're 20, 20 points better than Coppin State. We know I mean, that for a fact. Because I was at the point where I was thinking we were right around where Coppin State was. Now I know that I don't, I don't, I'm, I want to be happy with one, but now I know like it can actually get worse. What do you think? So Sunday we will play Texas at, at 3.30 in New York. And, you know, this will be, if there is any hope uh, of saving the season, and I don't think that there is, this would be where that process would start. And I'm not saying you win these games. You just, you're competitive against Texas and a good team on Monday. But what do you think that the, we don't have a spread, but what do you think the Ken Palm prediction for Louisville, Texas is? How many points do you think they have us losing by? Uh, 16. Very close. 15. Wow. 80 to 65 is his projected total. Um, you know, obviously there's no projection for the Monday game because we don't know who we would play. Although presumably if we lose, it would probably be Indiana who will be a decent underdog against UConn. I would say Indiana's probably get, we're probably 10 point underdogs versus them too at least, right? I mean, that's probably right. Now they they play um, a little lower, but they play Wright State tonight who is without yeah. uh Trey Calvin, who is the, the kid who had the, the last second shot against us last year. Well, pre-games right at 6 o'clock right we got the air. Yeah, he's he's averaging 27 and a half points per game, so that is if you're looking at gambling angles again, maybe look <laughs> at Indiana. Last I saw they were like a 10 and a half point favorite, but we'll see how they play tonight. They've been Pretty unimpressive so far this season, but having said that, they will still be, I think you're right, like a 10-11 point favorite over us on a neutral floor, but we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Uh, I mean, outside of that, I mean, nothing, no crazy takeaways from last night's game. I mean, Kenny Payne, I don't think, said anything besides those those couple quotes that really drew a gigantic reaction from people. The Cron Davis story certainly was, uh, was interesting. The only other thing that, that maybe 
drew some eyeballs was when he talked about, you'd be shocked at how well we shoot the ball in practice. I've got to get them over to shooting it in the game. And I was like, didn't every coach say this at some point? Like That, that, that is a John Calipari quote if I've ever heard one, right? All these bad three-point shooting teams he's had, they've all shot the ball great in practice. <laughs> Like when you were growing up, that kid it was it was great on the on on on, the, on out in the in the park, but when he got in the game, he couldn't do anything. Driveway shooter. Yeah, people say that about me. I was a driveway. So was I. <laughs> yeah, I put a, I shot a lot in my driveway. As long as it didn't translate to the games. I used to, I was a drive. I was also a driveway ball handler. Yeah, so was I. <laughs> when I get in the game, I'm like right up my. I look like Coppin State trying to beat the press. I always see. Thankfully, <laughs> I, I grew up playing with like good, like Chris McCoy. You remember that name? He played oh, at yeah, NC I remember, State. I remember Chris. Yeah. So we went to the same school, and I, he played St. Matthews. Had a couple of other friends who played who were pretty good. So I, I just got to like camp out and shoot threes while like, the defense collapsed on them. And I All thought right, rusty. I, yeah, I thought I was good because like that was my whole game. And then I got to like you know I was like oh I've got to dribble when I'm actually not playing with guys who are really good, and that's a that's an issue for me. See, my problem is that we had a court. I had a, I had a basket in my backyard, but we had until I was I think like. 16 or 17, we had septic tanks in my in my neighborhood. We didn't have mm. sewers, them, so we couldn't put concrete down. So I, I'm basically like Jimmy Chitwood out there shooting baskets. With, I can't, I don't know how to dribble. <laughs> I can't, I can't dribble on grass. So I mean, I have like one little strip of sidewalk that goes from my house to the the dog yard, but that's that's it. It's like one little line of sidewalk. So yeah, that was that's that's my excuse of why I don't have dribble. I could, you know, because I could have just easily gone out front and dribbled. But you know, well, maybe we need to get some of these guys to be more driveway shooters because they're shooting it well in practice, but they're not shooting it well in the game. Louisville again, six of twenty-one from three last night. Uh, Trey White actually, who had not made a three coming into the game, was our best outside shooter. He went two of four. JJ Trainer one of three. Mike James one of four. Sky Clark has just not shot the ball well at all from from outside. He's over three again. He shot last the ball night. well anywhere really. He said a better. I mean, he at least got to the rim and made his layups last night. But he is uh he he now has still not made a three this entire season. He is, uh, what is he, 0 for 8. 4 of 9 last night. He's yeah. 0 for 8 from 3 for the season, and that's not going to get it done. He went 2 for 2 from the free throw line. That was good. We shot the ball. We shot free throws better last night. We didn't shoot threes well last night. We shot it better inside. Um, did not take great care of the ball. I and mean, it was, yeah. what do you want me to say? I'll, you, I'll say this. I mean, we, play, we we played that way last night. To, we, the way we played last night was good enough to beat Coppin State. I don't think there's anyone else on our schedule we would have beat last night playing that way. I think that you're exactly right. Did you see the kid with the sign? That might be my new screensaver, by the way. He At halftime with Jody and Kent. Uh, Cropper's comment was great, too. Was yeah. Like, why are the words getting small? It was like watching an eye chart. Some kid just <laughs> held up a like a small, like, like basic piece of paper that written on it just said, please just win, right for the camera. And apparently they took the sign from him last That's night. <laughs> okay. One, I, the only thing that made that maybe better would have been like, thank you, Cincinnati, it was a sign that we've been begging for. But that was, that kid was great. Yeah, why would you? I thought you were going to say, why would you take the sign? I don't know. I thought this was America. I mean, yeah, come on. Well, it's already on the internet. It seems silly, but it was a funny moment. Please just win. The the words did get progressively smaller, which just made it feel like he was playing that much sadder. Uh, There's there's probably, what, like seven people that don't say security guard go up to him and sign. The kid be like, it wasn't me. It's like there's there's only three of, of you here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's take a break. When we come back, we will turn things over to you guys on the Thornton tax line, 502-414-1450. We'll also talk a little football. Miami game now just about uh, less than 48 hours away. We'll get you excited for that. It's the Mike Rutherford Show, Thursday edition here on 1450 and 96.1. Big X.
all these songs too are sort of songs that were popular during the 2013 title run, which makes it even funnier. Than yes, were they really? I mean, I kind of feel, I feel that way. I was just thinking that's that, that yeah, I think of the Gold on the Ceiling song because that was kind of like the song that CBS. Like mm-hmm. That was like their their theme song of the year, or whatever. It uh, feels like 2013 all over again, Trev. 20 this, point wins over Coppin State. This was a Google search of songs about winning and success. And this, <laughs> this was the top playlist that came up. It has like 42 songs on it. I've literally just been going in order. I do feel like... <laughs> and th- I do know Imagine Dragons. I did a lot, the first two, I didn't. I know One Republic was, but I didn't, I didn't know. I had never heard of their music. I saw One Republic. Uh, they opened for U2 here at Cardinal Stadium a few years ago. Who else? With who? With U2. I, I didn't play. Um... <laughs> This does feel like sort of a throwback in, in that we won a game by 20. Yeah. And we're sort of like on the radio saying like, eh, like what, what can you really take away from this? Like, it feels good to at least have that back. You know, we haven't won a game. This is the biggest, most lopsided win of the Kenny Payne era. Where do you rank this in terms of all-time Kenny Payne wins? It's, it's got to be top six, maybe top five. Uh, actually, I'm going to rank it eight. You rank it eight? I rank it eight. Behind the two exhibitions? Nine. Okay. The compensation is so bad, it gets, it gets actually, oh, this is a win that gets ranked behind a loss. I think it's still better than FAMU last year. <laughs> who was th- they, like, Oh, yeah. FAMU was 358. That's, this is why. Like, we beat them by six. This is why, I mean, I, I know it's, it's, people think I'm kidding, but like I really did not have a lot of confidence going into that game last night. And I know, we, I understand, I, I listen to you, and you, you give me all the, you know, the, how bad they are, and I look at the numbers, I see how bad they are. You can talk about comparing them to FAMU last year and how bad they were, and I know that. I saw them play. I watched that last year. They were bad, man. But, like, we still, like, barely survived that game last year just by going off our talent. We shouldn't have to. And so, I mean, I know we got the UMBC win, but there was – I had legit reason not to be confident going last night. Now, (laughs) if you're a Coppin State fan out there, more power to you. I mean that's that team might not win more than two games this year. They're they're bad. I mean they're I, real I, I'm bad. assuming they may win one in the MIAT in their own conference, maybe two in their conference. They play, play in the worst conference in America. Yeah, think. so I'm thinking maybe they can pull a game or two, but <clears throat> Scoots. Louisville wins versus Coppin State wins this year. Double or nothing from last year's bet. I would take What do you game. want? Yeah, you're good you're good there. They are projected to you know, Ken Palm does the thing where he predicts every game, but he also has like the averages. So they're projected to lose every game, but their overall record projection is five and twenty-three. I don't know why the teams winning five games. I don't know if they are either. I mean, that's because they, they. I mean, they, here's a tad they do play. By the way, they will host. Are you ready for this? They will host UMBC on November thirtieth. I may have to tune. That's the that's the, the Thursday after Thanksgiving. I think. <laughs> I may have to tune into that. See who is literally the worst team in the world in the country. The two teams that Louisville wins first. Now UMBC did just yeah, beat Penn point, State way, York. At that point, Louisville they will be Louisville's only two wins still. Yeah, yeah. I think we're going to beat Bellarmine. I think we're going to beat New Mexico State too. The, the Mexico State team? That, no, actually they didn't hang with Kentucky. Mexico they did in the first not, half. Mexico State's not hanging with anybody. They hung with Kentucky. I think in the first half, didn't they? They lost by forty. But, but I said in the first half, weren't they only down by like seven or eight and a half time? Maybe. They lost by 40. Well, I know. They're not good. I mean, are they Coppin State bad, though? No, but they're bad. Keep in mind, when you when you talk about can we beat this team, compare that team to Coppin State, and remember, we, we really didn't blow them out. We won by 20. <laughs> we did. Won by 20. I mean, they were missing open shots too. They're, look, Trevor. I don't. I mean, you're running circles. We they were they were bad. They're not good. They're terrible. I've never seen a D1 team that bad play in the KFC Yum Center. 
Men's or women's, I think. I hope they're not listening. <laughs> I mean, what are you going to do now? Beat us? I just picture, they already had that chance. Picture their coach sitting on the bus with, this, with our audio playing over the speakers. It's like the tear rolling down his eye. <laughs> <laughs> Getting the team fired up for their next game. <laughs> I'll just sit there by just down. It's Miami, Ohio on Friday. <laughs> Uh, Thornton's text line is 502-414-1450. Reminder, Thornton's hooking up the best deals all football and basketball season long. Yeah. All you have to do to take advantage is download the Refreshing Rewards app. It'll save you money at the pump anytime you fuel up at one of the area's 67,411 Thornton's locations. There's that many of them for a reason. They know what they're doing. Uh, All right. Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. I was expecting this to be kind of a down text line day because, you know, we won by 20. and There's not anger, but there's not overwhelming joy. But still, the text line has uh, it always delivers. It always I, want, delivers. I want over. I want overzealous joy. I want, I want fanboy excitement from this twenty point win. I want to hear sarcastically how we've turned it around. Texas, I've been getting hundreds of calls about this, so I've got to ask: Is this about Kenny Payne? And then sends in a link to the. Have you seen the Snoop Dogg um, release an official statement that he's giving up smoke again? Well, here's the thing. He released this official statement with a graphic saying, "After much consideration and conversation with my family, I've decided to give up smoke." Please respect my privacy this time. I mean, it's. Yeah. I, I will eat. I, I will do whatever you want me to do if this is wrong. It's 100% a marketing thing for a, an edible coming out, right? Because he's saying I give up smoke. He's not saying I'm giving up like cannabis. I'm not giving up weed. But he's but, giving up weed like tweet three times before, and then he came back to it. This is 100% a ploy. Like, this is it's 100% a marketing be, thing. Like, there will be Snoop Dogg edibles that come out in the next 24 hours. Or I'll, you know, you can, I'll name if we ever have a third kid, whatever you want me to name it. Probably biggest. Biggest waste of money to Snoop Dogg vape pen. Why? Oh, it's trash. It's not good. It breaks in like two days. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Texas, I was rewatching some of our games this season. Wow. God love you. Well, in three. And noticed that. Oh, this is a football. It's football. Oh, text. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, some of our games. Playing fast and loose with pluralize. God I mean, love you. Three. <laughs> I was rewatching some of our game football games this season and noticed that Pierce goes into almost every stoppage sideline huddle with Brom. I love that he's taking every opportunity to learn. I like that. I, I had not noticed that, but that's good. I mean, I think that he has all the quarterbacks do that though. Like, I think that that's like if you want. I've, I've noticed Travis Egan doing that as well. Like, I see him kind of like leaning into the huddle and then, then pulling back out. Um, mm. Maybe that was just me catching one time, but like it, it, mm-hmm. you should be trying to learn right now. I mean, yeah. I, like the the battle for quarterback. Even if we go out there and get a transfer portal guy, like the battle for quarterback is going to be one of the biggest offseason storylines that, that we have because you've got you brought Brady Allen here for a reason. Harrison Bailey, it looks like for right now, has a leg up on both Clarkson and we, Allen. We are one hundred percent sure Plummer has no eligibility left. He does right? not. He, he does not. Conley does not, and Doman does not. So you're losing all three. You're losing your top three guys for this year's team. Literally, yeah. You've got Bailey. You've got Pierce Clarkson, obviously. You've got Brady Allen. You've got Deuce Adams coming in as a true freshman that they really like. And then I think that you're going to have at least one guy coming in for the portal. I mean, there's talk about this Tulane quarterback potentially like like thinking about Louisville, telling people he likes Louisville. We'll see. Does it mean does does, does Austin, the kid at Western, is he transferring in this year? I think this, this was his last year. Okay. And I think that ship sailed after what happened last year. Texture says, oh, it's a, somebody else. The very next text, both of our first two texts were today were, or two of our three first texts were about the Snoop Dogg thing. Somebody took that same exact graphic, the same Photoshop, and just Photoshopped your face into the, the <laughs> after much consideration conversation, I've decided to give up smoke. Please respect my prophecy this time, and then signs it TK. I mean, I would tell you, I don't know about, about Snoop, but I'm not giving up smoke during a basketball season. What would it take for you to give up smoking? If Kenny Payne wins a national championship in basketball this year. 
So it's funny you say that. Today, my mom texted me and she was like, there's a there's a parent couple at the school who have kids at the same school that, that my kids go to. They're like, they really, really like you. They just went to Vegas on like a couple's trip and they, they want me to give this to you. And they, in my name, made a $10 wager on Louisville to win the national title this nice. year in Mets basketball. And mom sent me the bet slip. She's like, I'll give it to you this weekend when we see we're going what, out there. What are the odds on it? Like, uh, plus 25000 So a $10 yeah. bet, would I would collect $2,510 if Louisville wins the national title this year. I think you should get more than that. I can't, That was my that was initial sick. takeaway, too. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, those odds may as well be, I, be like a billion to one. I know you're thinking somebody's got to be like, $2,500 on $10. What more do you want? Have you watched this play? That was 100% my... I was like, I was like, I think for a $10 bet, if Louisville wins it all, I should get at least 250 k I mean, I, I was, I'm assuming that's just as high as they go, because I'm thinking like... Yeah, you're not going to get just, odds they for They were popping state, yeah. I mean, but still, like, I, add I'm a couple zeros to that. odds. Because I mean, we've gotten so low that you go into Vegas, but like, I want odds on Louisville when that's tied. Like, we, we don't list those. It's like, well, I mean, I, we probably are off the board in most places. But they know that like some like they they'll keep teams like Louisville and Kentucky on the board because they know that their fan bases even when they have like eight Stupid. wins <laughs> yeah are gonna like you know, throw money at the people like hey like yeah, Louisville's got talent Kentucky's got talent um I, it, the, like that reminds me a little bit of remember when we looked over Mike Pegues's new contract when he's the interim head coach oh, and it yeah. was like if he wins the national title it's like a twenty five thousand dollar bonus I'm like name the city after him if he wins the national title are you kidding me that. yes this is gonna be Pegueseville it was. It was like- it's like if he wins the ACC, he gets like a like a gift certificate or something. Yeah, to Chili's. <laughs> uh, I was like, what are we doing here? Put some more incentives in this contract for this man. That. No wonder he left. <laughs> Texture says, I'm still just blown away that even basic things like media obligations, Kenny will just refuse to do. Also, mind-boggling that football season is almost over and we had zero basketball visitors all season. That's a, a really good... I mean, it's not like we didn't have home games and like good home games, like like we big crowds, great home. teams, like ba- like football games are supposed to be the best recruiting tools that you have for basketball players. They always have been for us, and I don't think that we've had any basketball players in town. Speaking of recruits, real quick, uh, I saw today that JoJo Stone, the wide receiver commit who had been previously committed to LSU, announced that he's going to play in the Under Armour All American game. So, congrats to him. That's very cool. And non-recruiting no- news: Jawar Jordan announced that he will play in the East West Shrine Bowl. This year, after the, at the end of the season, which I think sort of confirms the news that he's he technically has a year of eligibility, but this will be the last that we see of Jawar Jordan this season. So enjoy him while well, you can. can do, you still can play. And I'm not saying that whole, but you can still play in those and still come back, right? I I think those are just for seniors, which I, I don't know if they've changed the rules now that we that's, have like weird seniors. But you know, yeah. five years ago, I, I wouldn't even ask that question. I would assume it meant he's gone. But I mean, yeah, I just don't know. You know, I wonder if that's happened in the last. By the way, did my mic just like go down? What, it I shouldn't have. I can't. I care myself. But like, I wonder if that's happened in the last couple of years with the eligibility changes that we've had. Like, a, there we go. That we've had a guy who played in one of these games and then chose to come back. I, I, I don't I, know. I mean, I'm sure there has to. I mean, I wouldn't know him. I'll be at, unless it's an actual Louisville player. I wouldn't have recognized it. Yeah. You know, I don't know. There could be like a lineman that did it or something. Because that game and the Senior Bowl, aptly named, are both only open to to seniors that are going to be yeah. They're, usually, the they're basically just like a like a little side combine for scouts. Too. Right. Yeah. The, the practices are the big deal. Yeah. Though. Exactly. Which honestly, like the pra- I think it was the Senior Bowl last year that Keechaw Clark played in. It may have been the East West game, but he like really kind of rose on some some guys' radars because of how well he practiced and ended up getting drafted basically solely because of how well he was he played that week. Texas is sure Louisville football is playing for a spot in the ACC championship game to keep their playoff hopes alive. But after last night, I think we can all agree this weekend is going to be all about the Empire Classic of our lives. 
Let's hear it for New York. I get to enjoy everything individually because Louisville plays football on Saturday. Yep. Play basketball on Sunday, and yep. Eagles play Monday night. Oh, look at you. We got Lamar tonight, too. And we got Lamar tonight against the Bengals, right? Yeah. Yeah. Lamar Bengals. That'll be fun. Excited well, for that. It's going to be a roller coaster weekend for me. It's going to be like real high, then real low, then Concrete probably stay low. Concrete jungle where dreams are made of. There's nothing this team can do. <laughs> Texture says to sell tickets for that price and to bring Kenny back and play this schedule seems like fraud. Well, do you want a bad schedule or do you want a chance to win, Texture? <laughs> you got both. <laughs> I saw that today the WDRB wrote about the there was a new study that just enforced how much Louisville basketball being bad has impacted the KFC Yum Center's impact on downtown and the city at large. Because bar getting hit. Everybody. Well, Barrows by the Bridge yeah. announced that they're moving locations. I, I got a million of those, like a million, hundred people call me about this. I got a million people who were like, is this about Kenny Payne when that story <laughs> broke last night? I was hold like, on, hold Prob- on. kind of. Where are they going to move to? There's only like, there's only two other bridges. No, it's, it's not going to be Barrows by the Bridge anymore. Oh, okay. It's, it's moving. It's downtown, but I think it's going to be like Market and... 7th Street, something I mean, like that? 3rd Street? Where else is he, I mean, you're kind of pigeonholed into your locations with the name. Well, no, I mean, you, they didn't name it before they moved in there. It was it was named because they were there. Like, they will just be Bernos now. But there's going to be yeah, something new going dude. in there. But, uh, you know, the, yeah, that study just, like, concerts have been really well attended this year. I, I think that they said concert levels are actually, rocking. yeah, concert levels, concert attendance levels are actually better than they were right before the pandemic hit. So there's no like like the only reason why the KFCM Center's economic impact has been so low is because people aren't going to men's basketball games at nearly the same level as they were before the pandemic or AEW shows. AEW shows either, but par- partly that's you know I think you're seeing post pandemic a lot of college teams take hits, but the hit would not be nearly as significant if we were you know good at basketball. Oh yeah, we we win more games. AEW sells out. Texas says, bring us back. Well, again, you're, I don't think you're listening to the story. <laughs> like, joking. Things besides basketball are not having trouble getting attendance besides, I guess, AEW. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> just about basketball. Sports. Texas, bring us back a real coaching staff, and we will bring back a real basketball fan base. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, I mean, at least can he even acknowledge that like, in the clip that you yeah. played? It, like, listen. That's why was a great answer. Yeah, I mean... Because last year, Kenny Payne, I feel like, would have just been like, if you all won't show up, I mean, how do you expect us to win? Exactly, yeah, which was just not, nobody wants to hear that. No, no, not when you're winning four games. Man, I did have, I, I had three or four friends who were at the game last night, God love them, and they all just sent me pictures before, like, this is like this is the saddest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And it is, like, it's just, I mean, remember when we complained about the lower bowl being, we would use terms like empty when you saw, like, I don't know, 15 empty seats. We're like, it's, it's empty there. And like, you know, now it's like, it, it really is empty. Like their entire sections were, you know, you, it, you, you can like walk across. If you see somebody on the other side of the building, you can just like walk across the sections and not have to like make anybody stand up. I mean, say someone, hi to them. someone could yell from the upper level and you would understand exactly what they said during that game because of the echo. And if you're sitting in your seats at the upper level, just, just, you know, God love was, you, but just, just move down. No what, one's going to tell you no. Was it the Nate, was it Nate Bergetzi's? I saw where he's talking about his buddy going up to somebody and they saw the guy sitting by himself in like the upper level and his buddy walked up to him and was like, hey, you're my seat. <laughs> I think the, also, I love the one where he does where he accidentally got, him? where he went to the Vanderbilt Bowl game. He accidentally, <laughs> like, they, they had ripped his ticket so he had to go in by himself like four hours before the game. He's I like, can't. I went right to my seat like a loser. 
I was like, all right, I'm ready to go here, guys. Like, he's like, the players are walking in. They're like wearing jeans. Like, what are you, what, what, what are you doing here? The guy opens the window at the concession stand. I scared him because I helped him open it. Yeah, I've seen that one. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's very good. Uh, Texture says, I'm with Trevor on KP's attendance comments. What he said wasn't all that bad, but he's lying. Our three transfers came from Illinois, USC, and Miami. Acting like they never played in games with eight or 9,000 fans is just a straight-up lie. Kenny just makes things up. Yeah, I, but it could be Karan Davis is what I'm saying. You're right. It, 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 of this year's roster, Karan Davis, the other thing he said that didn't even occur to me, it might, he might have been referring to last year. Yeah. Like I, I, or maybe that's what he and Karan got into a fight about. It would have been last year. <laughs> It'll be better. Karan's like, no, it's the, it's already good. Kenny's like, it's got to be better. Karan walked that though they fought over the attendance. Karan's like, you promised me eight grand. There's like, <laughs> there's like 4,000. He's like, there's 8,000 people out there, Karan. Count them. He's like, no, there's not, coach. <laughs> I think we solved it. I mean, I'm trying to think who could have been last year's. I mean... Curry, Curry's already been there. I mean, Sidney Curry had been at a JUCO. Maybe Hersey Miller. Hersey Miller hadn't played her anywhere big, but I mean, he. But I, I think they probably have a few hundred people at Tennessee. Sidney Tennessee. Curry is actually a good guess because he'd been to you know he, he played only junior college. Like he, he could have been like, this is the most I've ever played in but front he was, of. But he was there before Kenny got here. Yeah, yeah, that you're right. I, yeah, I, I totally forgot about that. I mean, Devin. I mean, maybe Reed, he's from Louisiana, but he wasn't a transfer. He's a freshman. Lance was... We're basically... It has to be... It's got to be Cron Davis. It has to be Cron Davis. Who played in a third-rate junior college Southern South LA. Like, he's got to be playing in front of, like, seven people. Or I guess it could have been... Well, no, because LLS was there the year before. It's it's Cron. It's Cron Davis. That's what they're fighting about. 9,000, coach. You promised me 9,000 people. Texas, I'm not even going to waste my time going through the if we beat Texas thing. Last year, we all did it before Maui, and it went how we should have known it was going to go, except... Uh, to go the same. If the spread is 15 or less, I'm taking Texas and the spread. Maui last year, I mean, remember we were 0-3. I think we all knew how the first two games were going to go. There was some hope that like maybe we could be semi-competitive against Cincinnati in the last game, and that did not happen. Oh, good Lord. Do you remember? That, like, nothing was worse. That Texas Tech game was the one. I mean, that was... That was a, that may have been like the lowest that, of all lows. I, I can't think of... I can't... I mean... We just like we like couldn't dribble like we and couldn't we, we couldn't do anything. And we kind we, we tapped out at, at by halftime. Oh, they, they of all the games where they quit last year, they quit the most in that game. Yeah, that was what was the final like eighty six to thirty one or I something. Think it, I want to say it was seventy four to thirty eight. Oh, I wonder so if that's bad. the right score. Let me look real quick. It was bad because I feel like it's like ingrained in my head. Because um, like the Cincinnati one, they tried to show effort in the first half. And we stayed in Arkansas too. Like they they played hard. Yeah, Remember, like we, we were all like, this is. They're, they're turning a corner. I'm like, we're still down by 15 to Arkansas. No. Texas Tech was 70 to 38, so close. <laughs> yeah, and Cincinnati ended up being 81 to 62. We're like, progress here. I think that, I think that Texas Tech when we scored 38, that was when it started the worst since 1941 trend yeah. of last year. Yeah, the Arkansas, it's, we were only down by eight at half, and we're oh, like, we're like, this is great. And we, well, and we we just kept we tried though until we ran out of gas for like eight or nine minutes left of the game, ten minutes left. Of the we game. lost by 26. Well, I said 10 minutes left the game. <laughs> you know less than scoring in that game? Uh, Ellis. Kamari Lance. Did he really? Ellis went 2 of 11 from the field against his future team. I mean, I'm going to guess He that. knew back then. You asked me any game much, I'm just going to say Ellis every it's time. A, anyway. It's like 85% of the time. I think it's probably going to be the answer. Texture says, Trevor tries so hard to be a this team sucks, let's fire KP hipster. Dude, everyone is on the same page. What do you mean I'm trying to be a... You do kind of try to do the thing where it's like, everybody, you get on board with all of us. I'm like, we've all kind of been on board. Oh, I didn't think there was. I, I'm sorry. I, I, I didn't think I had to, like, 
petition to get people on board. I figured it was just like everyone was already on. Yeah, I assumed everyone was there. Texas had corrected. Did Coppin have a single player with a shot that didn't look broken? My goodness. Seriously, who's on the fence? It was the... Like, there was not one... Usually against these teams, like, there's one guy where you're like, oh, he, he kind of looks like he can play a little bit. There wasn't one guy that I was like, this guy scares me a little bit. If, if he gets hot, maybe this could be a thing. Like, there was a, a sequence at the end of the game, I don't know if you saw this, where the guy who was their leading scorer, the, the Winston kid, Justin Winston, got free. We just, like, didn't guard him. He went baseline. Nobody guarded him. Hit up wide open. Just missed the dunk. Like, just couldn't get up high enough. And the very next possession... The kid, the most like awkward-looking kid, wore the high socks, got a wide-open look from the corner. He tried to, I guess, draw a foul and shot the ball behind the backboard. And I was like, I think we can go ahead and, and chalk this one up. I think, I think we got this one under wraps. Up 15 with four minutes to go. They're missing dunks, and they're shooting the ball behind the backboard. I mean, the first half, when they turned the ball over to us, and we weren't even trying to guard them. <laughs> like, I, was like, I appreciated I mean, it. Like, Trey White was just like, huh? Ball? He, like, he looked surprised. I was like... <laughs> <sighs> and that was when I was like, okay. Mike might have been right about this team. I think we can win this game. I mean, they were so bad. Texas random player that I actually forgot about, Frederick King, who was committed. He's now averaging nine and seven for the number eight team. Yeah, he's been really good for. Oh yeah, the the, for the, the, the the yeah, I forgot about him too. He remember he was supposed to be like one of the, the big guy out of like uh, like uh, Jamaica or something, right? Yeah, he, he the volume went way down again. What's oh, happening what? back there? Are you hitting? There you go. I mean, is it because when I mute myself, I wonder? I don't know, but it's, it keeps going way down. Because yeah. when I don't talk, I, I usually mute my mic. He's the kid from the Bahamas that we signed. It was like, he's maybe a huge... Of course, like the one like project that winds up being good is the one guy that we don't get here. Um, the other thing that I will say, because I, I watched a little bit of the... I told you I was like, I had that bet on DePaul and they screwed my parlay. I watched a little bit of their game against South Dakota. The Churchill Abbas kid, remember him? Another blast in the past. That was why Kenny went to Africa. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not doing much for them offensively, but he had like four huge blocks down the stretch there. Where I was like, I can kind of see why, why he was a, a decent recruit. Like, you he, see him better than a, a core for them. Offensively, he looks just as sort of like Lost. here in the headlights. But he had, I mean, in, in limited minutes, he had eight points, seven rebounds, and four blocks in that game against South Dakota. He has no idea how to like dribble or do anything but catch and dunk offensively. But he's more than uh, some of us. I mean, that's kind of what we asked Emmanuel to do last year. It's kind of what he's doing now. <laughs> but I mean, maybe it wasn't Dang worth it to make that whisper. trip on the the first week of recruiting that was open, the, the the first week of the July open period. Maybe going to Africa that was a an error in judgment. Wasn't the big stories that he he he, he skipped uh, going to see DJ to do that? No, he skipped going. To, he just didn't go to Spain. We sent Nolan. Yeah, in Kentucky's like Calipari went, and then the op- the first week <laughs> of the July evaluation period where you're allowed to like text recruits and and talk to kids and do all that stuff. He was in Africa, which didn't seem like the right move, but I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't, know what I to don't say. think we need hindsight to tell you that. Texas says watching Louisville men's basketball be like, and it's a gif of no, Lisa Simpson having the ball hit her good face. Show, yeah. Texas says, Trevor, I'm also not homeless, but I'm hearing that hearing that analysis made me laugh in the car yesterday. Oh, when you were saying we needed to just invite the homeless in for the games. Okay. <laughs> Why not? I thought that was you said that, by the way. No, it's not me that said it. That was you. <laughs> or it was a texter. And I, say, I don't think I don't think Trust I, me, that was not my idea. That's a good idea, though. I mean, come on. Texas, is Coppin State what a KP roster with only two stars would look like? I'm, I'm I mean, I, 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 I'm saying when I wa- watching them play, just I was like, this is how people feel like when they play us last year and maybe some this year. Yeah. 
We're going to be a lot of people's cop in state. Texas, what's your prediction on the score for Texas on Sunday? There's no way I can see it being under 30. They get up and down the floor, and we, can hit, we can't hit a bull in the behind with a bass fiddle, which will lead to a lot of run out for them. Um, First of all, is that a saying? I've never heard it before. I like it. I, I, use, some, I use some weird sayings, like uh, one of my favorites, I'll be, ba- uh, I'll be back in two shakes of a dead cow's tail. Like that's you know, or, and one more that's more popular. That I still use that people give me lyrics like if it's a snake, it bit me. Like I use old people sayings, but is that really a thing? I don't know, but I dig it. I think we need to start I'm saying use it. it. I, I'm trying to figure. Out. I'm gonna Google it now. Texas has played three games. They've scored at least eighty points in all three games. Despite our lockdown defensive performance against Coppin State last night, I think it's safe to say that they should be able to score on us pretty effectively. Yeah, they, they have a lot of names from the past. Remember all these guys that we wanted in the transfer portal that ended up going to Texas? Tyrese right, Hunter. Anywhere else. Yeah, Tyrese Hunter. <laughs> yeah. Max Asmus, who was the nation's leading scorer a few years ago oh, for, yeah. for Oral Roberts. Uh, Athiel Horton. Um, they, they've had – they have a, a roster loaded with pretty high-level talent. Now, the one thing is, is I looked at the – they haven't – they've played like three just complete nobodies so far. So, they, I don't know how that will affect the, the spread with us. I mean, Rice is better than – Anybody that we've played so far, but the other two teams are terrible. Yeah, it's Incarnate Word and somebody else. I think. Yeah, right? Delaware State. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, no disrespect to Delaware State. I'm just, we can we can disrespect Delaware State all we want. <laughs> yes, they they probably, suck. They probably beat us. They would not. <laughs> are you sure? Pretty sure. Yeah, pretty, well, not a hundred percent. A little cop, a little cocky after that win last night, aren't we? There. <laughs> Look at you over there. If we beat Coppa State by twenty, we beat Delaware State by like eight. <laughs> well, then anything can happen. And my point is that. I could see maybe with you know the spread being a little lower than it probably should be because te- the the gamblers kind of not knowing what Texas is with their their resume so far. Yeah, Ken Palm has it fifteen. If it, if it's fifteen, I would. Oh, I, I think that Texas will beat us yeah. by more than fifteen. I, mean, I googled that saying. The first thing that comes up is Rick Carlisle using it in a press conference from two thousand sixteen. That's incredible. It's a great. I love you. Yeah, I love you, Rick Carlisle. Let's take a break. When we come back, more from you guys on the Thornton Sex Line, 502-414-1450. If you want to talk football, we can talk a little football. We'll do that in the 5 o'clock hour regardless, but if you have a question that you want to get in uh, before then, hit us up on the Thornton Sex Line. Basketball conversation, though, I'm sure we'll continue to take precedence here as we react to Louisville's 61-41 win over Coppin State here on a Thursday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 The Big X. Into black. I got all of them on. Talk for me. Hold on. We hear you in the background there. Check, check, check. Radio like we're dying. What in the world? What what color are you on? I'm on black now. This is the one that dangles in front of my face. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Why does this mic just start going out? Let me see if I got this right. 
the, the black one dangles in front of your face. You, you remember that joke from last week? <laughs> no. Yeah, I said it. Like, it was like five minutes into the show, and they're like, "Well, we're already off the rails." <laughs> well, at least we're not simulcasted right now. <laughs> I don't know why that that mic keeps like because it has to be like it. It can't have been you because it, it did keep going low on me, like where I couldn't hear myself, and and then it just gave out. That's the second time it's happened now in a week. But uh, do you like? Right. Do you do you know that song? Yeah. Like I've never, I okay, I, I know. It I'm, screams I'm, twenty point win over Coppin State. <laughs> to live like we're dying. That's what, exactly. Uh, I've never heard of it. Like I don't even know who this guy is. Like I, like I know there's there's like people that are supposedly famous that like at least I've heard of them. I, even though I can't name their music, like One Republic or you know Harry Styles or whatever his name is. Like, but like I've never heard of this guy. And like I love the first comment in the, in the section is, you know, you're old when we start hearing our childhood music at grocery stores. Yeah, I mean, this, that like, song how was is like. This song? I was going to say it was like 2010, 2011. You can't be that old, dude. This guy wrote this comic, can't be more than like 22. I mean, I think it was like, if it was 2010, think about that. Like, if you were like a 13 year old kid who liked this song then, like you are 26 now. You're not old still, 26. Well, like by us. Like when we were 26, I'm sure we felt like we were, you know. Oh, no, I was loving life at 26. We were, but we were like adults. That's true. Well, that's, what, that's what he's talking about. He was a kid when that song came out. He was an adult. Law, maybe, maturity-wise. Maybe. Did you notice the, the Christmas tree's up at the front of the office now? The, oh, the studio. no. It's up, which is ironic because I've never been I more. Walk, I literally walked right past it. I've never been more hot in the studio than I am right now. Like I'm burning up. Every time I take my sweatshirt off, I get a little belly showed like the, the people that are parked right behind us do. <laughs> it's so hot. I'm just sweating. I, I your, win, your windows up then, right? Yes. And there, my so's mine. But I have to. The problem is, is I have to put the shade down though, because there's a bad glare on my computer screen if I don't. Yeah, my shade's up. So I've got the window open, but the the, the blinds are closed. It is one of the most exciting uh, times of the year for college basketball fans. I know we're all down with, with college hoops, but still. Oh no, we're up. We we're talking about we just we're coming up a twenty point shellacking. One of the best teams. You're right. You're right. In the Baltimore County area. One of the teams in the Baltimore County area, for sure. But we are now, today is officially the start of Feast Week. You have like 175 games in a week that are on the ESPN family of networks. College basketball going on at all hours of the day. We've got a few finals here. Myrtle Beach Invitational this morning. Vermont surged back to beat Charleston after trailing by nine at halftime. That's why I got the Vermont hoodie on today. The Catamounts. Charleston was a team that everybody thought was going to win like 28 games this year and be kind of this year's FAU. College is College of Charleston, right? They just dropped the college They just of. dropped the college of, yeah. They're 1-2, and two, though. Kind of a surprisingly poor start. St. John's did hold on to beat North Texas, but they did not do it by more than two, which just ruined my, my big bet. Did you have uh, a vacation to Vermont or, Car- or Charleston? Vermont. Charleston, people love the city, but Maybe it's because I've been to I really Charleston. Go to Vermont. I, I would pick Vermont just because I've already been to Charleston. Today. That would, yeah, that's a pretty easy decision then. Mm-hmm. St. John's does beat North Texas 53-52 to to advance in the mm. first round of the Charleston Classic. And then the other big final, St. Louis tops Wyoming Ooh. in the first round of the Myrtle Beach Invitational. They will play Vermont tomorrow. Going on right now, Dayton and LSU on ESPN2. Uh, the LSU, the fighting Matt McMahons, lead 17-16. 16, 16, 16. Halfway through the first half. And then Wichita State and Coastal Carolina. Coastal leads 12-9 uh, about six minutes into the first half on ESPNU at the Myrtle Beach Invitational. I'm just happy those kids that have to live in Cheyenne, Wyoming, got to go to Myrtle Beach. Not Cheyenne. Laramie. Even worse. Blair Vegas. <laughs> With their one Taco Bell. There is a there's, there's one, like a nickname for Laramie, and I can't remember what it is. It's something like that. But it's like, oh, Laradice is yeah. what they call it. Laradice. Laramie's beautiful, apparently. Never been there, but it looks beautiful.
502-414-1450 is the Thornton State line. But, but, I, thought, wait, I thought Wyoming was in Cheyenne, the capital. University of Wyoming is in Laramie. Well, which one's in Cheyenne, then? I don't know. Wyoming State? There's no way they got two schools in that state. <laughs> Colleges in Cheyenne, Wyoming. Laramie Community College is in Cheyenne. <laughs> so wait a minute. Let me get this straight. <laughs> so Laramie Community's in Cheyenne, but Wyoming's in Laramie. Correct. University of Wyoming is in Laramie, Wyoming. I mean, Cheyenne's like the biggest, most populated city. I suppose they didn't have the university. Yeah, it's, I, I always mean, thought it was in Cheyenne. I mean, Louisville's the biggest, most populated city in Kentucky. Kentucky's not in Louisville. Yeah, but, but, literally, but, but it's Wyoming. They only have one city. They've got Laramie. <laughs> How many colleges do you think there are in the state of Washington? One? No. I mean, like, we just told you two. I not true. I, I'm going, I guess, off like sports programs. Um, yeah, Division One colleges are only one. Yeah, yeah, because I think they're the, they they might be the lowest. Think about it. There are like what six colleges in Louisville alone. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's crazy. How many do you think there are in the state of Wyoming, We're including like technical colleges, like junior colleges, all that stuff? Uh, I'll say five, twelve. <laughs> there is Wind River Tribal College, which has an enrollment of fifty. I think because Wyoming is the least, like one of the least populated states, right? Oh yeah. One of the biggest states in terms of size, but very small in terms of population. But it is a. It does have uh, there like things. It's one of those places like celebrities like to buy houses though for like vacation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, all those states in the- there, there. I can't remember. There is a city in Wyoming. I know, like, because I, I read like Eric Bischoff it has a house there, and there's other like you know Jordan probably has a house there. He like goes there for like just for to enjoy the the outdoors. Is that the state? I remember Kanye like lives in South Dakota. Maybe now, it's I Kanye think. too. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, because uh, that and Park City, Utah, are, are the as the other one that where a lot of people like celebrities buy homes, like really rich homes to just vacation in. Fun fact: Wyoming actually is the least populous, populated state in America. Okay, would so, you care to venture a guess as to who number two is? Um, South Dakota. I would have gone with one of the Dakotas. The answer actually, no, no, Vermont. Vermont is correct. Yeah. Vermont. Vermont. I, I read that somewhere not too long ago. I actually, I, I would have gone. I, Alaska would have, would have been my guess for least populated, but it's it's third. They have they include DC, which is forty ninth or whatever. Well, but DC's but, not a state. I know Alaska is forty eighth. North Dakota and South Dakota, those are the only states in America, the only five that have less fewer than a million people, which is crazy. Then Delaware, Rhode Island, Montana, Maine, New Hampshire, and Hawaii. Where do you think Kentucky is in terms of like popular? Yeah. One to fifty. Where do you think we rank in terms of population? Uh, Thirty-nine. I would have guessed lower than this too. We're twenty-sixth. Oh, really? Okay. Wow. I would have said somewhere around like thirty-five. I think. I thought we were closer to the high thirties. Yeah. Anyways, five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton sex. I want some more text. I feel like we're probably like a very close like cluster bleep, but like Indiana and some other like states that are within like not far off of each other. Have all been that that mid twenties, that mid thirties area. Texture says, and now we're going to have an actual fight about this. Oh, good. We're going to have a final one. The, the, the saying is actually, can't hit a bull in the ass with a bass, uh, with a bass fiddle. It's like what you see in a bluegrass band stands upright. Oh, it's the same texture. He's just clarifying. Can't hit a bull in the ass with a bass fiddle. Oh, okay. I'm, see, I think fiddle, I think violin, right? Yeah. I didn't think about it. I didn't put it together. Okay. Oh, because those things are pretty big. <laughs> oh, so that's why. Ah, oh, okay. 
Texture says, any chance that KP saw the reports of that Karan Davis fight and was like, Nolan, me, and Karan got into a fight, and KP convinced himself that he forgot about the fight? <laughs> Just, no. Did that happen? Texas, is it crazy to say that we should let David Padgett see what he could do with his team? 22 wins with any team is pretty damn impressive. I would have. I would pay David Padgett to coach the team. I would pay, I would pay him as well. I would, I, pay, I would pay him last year to take over this team. I think David would do it. I think you. I think you would. Can you do like a, like a get? Can we get like? Is there somebody here? I mean, if, we're, if there's any place that tells us how to run a telethon, it'd be this studio. Can we, can we get some help on here? Can we get the tape pageant telethon going. <laughs> I'll be. I'll be on camera. Like, please, please help. For the cost of less than a cup of coffee. For the cost of less than a, for the cost of a less than a DoorDash order for dinner. You can make the winter months in Louisville bearable once again. <laughs> we can't guarantee an NCAA tournament. But we can guarantee maximum effort. I'm gonna do like in Van Water. I'm gonna be the dude in the, the swim team practicing. If he, if Trevor Kelsey can get himself into that bikini, <laughs> <laughs> you can open up your wallets and getting David Pageant back coaching Louisville. <laughs> Texas, I asked this a couple weeks ago, Mike, but maybe I missed your answer. Where do you foresee the quarterback next year coming from? Someone in house or transfer? You kind of re-answered that a little bit. Yeah, I, if I had to guess, I would say transfer. I that's not a guarantee. Who knows how much Pierce Clarkson can progress during the offseason? Who knows how much Harrison Bailey or Brady Allen could progress? Who knows? Maybe Deuce Adams is just that good. But if I had to guess, like I think they're definitely going to bring in a transfer regardless. If, if somebody, and I'm going to guess that whoever that person is is the starter. Let me let me do the question a little twist. Transfer not allowed on current current roster. Who do you think would be the leader to win to start? Harrison Bailey. I agree. Which scares me. I mean, I'm sure it's scared Purdue fans, and they heard about Aiden McConnell, too. Yeah, except he's not like a walk-on like that. He's not like Aiden O'Connell. He, he's a guy no, he's, he's not even a walk-on. He's like a five-star kid. Yeah, and he had opportunities at yeah. both Tennessee and UNLV and did not perform well. But then he's got the tools. I mean, I think that Pierce Clarkson is – I think he did more in fall camp than they were expecting. I think he got he, – he improved more than maybe they were anticipating. I, I think he's just you, – you're going to have to script the offense a little bit differently because he is so small. You have to get him out of the pocket more, a lot more rollouts. Now, the the plus side is you can do more dual threat stuff, which I think do think that Jeff really wants to do moving forward. But I, I don't know. I mean, we'll have to see. It'll be a very fun off season of competition, and we'll we'll hear some of it. The problem is to me, if it is like Harrison Bailey, like, I don't see that being any upgrade like from what we got in Plummer right now, like being the same kind of quarterback. I don't either, but I don't know. And that's and and, and listen, and that's not a bad thing. But the thing is, what it does worry about is. Will his defense be as good as it is this year, next year? I mean, I don't know who we're going to lose, what we're going to come in, coming out. You never know. I mean, things change year to year. And, you know, the, the, you know I just don't want to lose the op, you know, opportunities of taking advantage of having such a great defense and run game right now. Totally agree. I totally agree. Because next year, you never know. We could, we could have zero run game and our defense could be just get shredded. If you – I've got a – I'm, I'm going to put this on Twitter too coming up soon, but I just saw this deal for – one, it, it's kind of embarrassing for Miami, but two, if you were – Trying to make the trip to Coral Gables or kind of on the fence. Maybe you, you're listening to us in the South Florida area streaming the show. We're there, the is a, there, there is a deal on MiamiHurricanes.evenue.net where if you buy one ticket for this game Saturday afternoon, you get two for free. I mean, do uh, you, you think it's insulting because it's two instead of one? What? I said, is, is it bad because it's two? You're getting two free instead of one free. Is that why you think it's this, that low? Well, yeah. I mean, it's it, it, you're Miami. It's a top ten team coming in town for Miami. Like you shouldn't be having to give away like buy one get two free deals. But you know, 
if you're going down there, maybe we can buy some tickets. Maybe we can get. Sadly, it doesn't surprise me. I did see like uh, uh, there were some Louisville fans that were on social media today that were making the trip down. I guess leaving for Miami today, and they were like a lot of Louisville fans here at the airport getting ready for the Miami trip. A lot of Cards gear. So hopefully we'll have a, a, a solid representation down there. It's not a, the worst place to go and make a weekend of a road game. I agree. And hopefully we come back with a, our first victory at Hard Rock Stadium, wherever it's called now. Texas Tom Izzo got to make him say no. This is the guy who's texting text. He's going to do it every day. He's going to he's going to give us a new candidate to make him say no every single day. <laughs> Yesterday was Brad. Yes, there was Brad Stevens. Today Tom, Tom Izzo. Izzo. Uh, Maybe he's ready for a change. Yeah, I, don't I don't like Tom Izzo at all, but what? I would love having him here. Okay, I mean, we would be better, obviously. I mean, I don't, kidding me? Yeah. Hey, Tom Izzo comes to Louisville. What, what are like the, what's, what's the like, drastic thing you can think of that would also happen if Tom Izzo came to Louisville? Like, I wake up and like lost 175 pounds. Trevor pole vaults <laughs> successfully. Trevor walks on his hands. <laughs> I stand on my I stand up on my head. We get a lot of attention for sure. <laughs> Texas says, we need Aiden McCool in the lineup. He's averaging about 50 rebounds per 40 minutes, and then he shows the stats and says, I did the research. He'd have to uh, what, two I, rebounds last night. I and, love uh, the per 40. <laughs> he's doing great. Texas says, is this the last time that we are above 500 this season? Yes. Ooh, that's a good question. I, I asked, well, didn't I ask you that too a little bit earlier? You asked who you think we're going to beat it at home. I mean, I, I, I'm going to say no. Oh, no, this is our last time over 500. No, I I think that we're going to lose the two games, obviously, the, the, coming up. Yeah. I think we'll beat New Mexico State and Bellarmine. Yeah, that's what you said earlier. And we get yeah. to four and three, and then we lose to Virginia Tech. Yeah. Ooh, that DePaul game is going to be big after that. And we're not beating DePaul. <laughs> we're probably not beating DePaul. And then Arkansas State and Pepperdine, we could get back to six and five if we win those two games. Ugh. Wow, six wins. And then from there, it's ACC wow. and Kentucky. Somebody gets a win against Coppin State, and they're suddenly uh, a twenty-point win. Just walking around, just swinging my hair. We're two and one. We're two and one. I think we can get. I think we can go six and five in non-conference. Probably not going to happen, but I think it's possible. I predicted three wins in non-conference, and I'm sticking with it. Really? You think we get one more? Yeah. Do you care to? Can you specify who you think we're going to beat? Um, I'm going to say Pepperdine. Pepperdine's a safe bet. They'd be the worst. Well, they're not the. No, they're three and one. Hold on, let me think. They're one thirty nine, but they don't win on the road. Bellarmine's two thirty nine. New Mexico State's two hundred six. Yeah, Arkansas State's one eighty six. We don't win at home, so I mean, we're two and one at home, Trevor. <laughs> Trevor, it's like, it's like the movable object. <laughs> Arkansas State has scored a hundred points in the last game against Alcorn State. That could be tough. We, we we need a team whose point guard is maybe like injured. Preferably, like I stand by. Not the last time that we're above five hundred. We, we, Not the last time. I want. I want an opponent who's like leading. Like their best player is like missing a foot. Like that's the team I think we can. Could happen. Texas says the biggest positive of that game was that it took an hour and forty five minutes to finish. I don't think either team called a timeout for the entire game. I would have made them throw me out before I gave up that please just win sign. It was no timeouts called in the game last night. It was over by like eight forty. That was incredible. But the yeah, the kid. Let the kid have his sign. Was it a kid? I mean, he was. He looked like a kid. Okay. My nephew also sent me a picture of like one of his friends was at the game. Like there was nobody around him. Like like, the picture shows like seven different rows, and he's the only person there. And he's like asleep, holding a sign that says "Fire KP." I was like, I'm not posting this. (laughs) It's a funny picture. I'm not posting this. Texture says, uh, 
come on, Trevor, after yesterday's story where you claim you're a Seinfeld buff, but you don't know that Towson is in Baltimore, you should be able to tell me why if you'd get a 36 on the Seinfeld ACT. A little late went to Towson University mm. from Baltimore. So read the above text, but Mike also gave a hint when he said this is America when talking about the kid getting his take, sign taken. Good call, though, Texter, by the way, on that one. That's nice. I, I didn't know that. Texas, why would the Yum staff remove any sign from a paying spectator? They should run a promo. Bring any sign you want as long as you attend the game. I mean, seriously. We're, 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 I mean, we're like going to get 5,000 people in a game and we're like being picky. What was the sign thing? Remember there was a, a sign controversy at Rupp last year with Calipari? And like they had the kid who like brought the sign on KSR. Yeah. They, they talked about, I, I don't remember what it said though. What, wasn't it something about facilities, wasn't it? It wasn't like fire Calipari, I don't think. No, that was about something like giving him the give him his money or something like that. What was it? It was a very. It was a. No, it was a. It, the sign said, "Please go to Texas." After the rumors about Calipari taking the Texas job, wasn't a kid either, wasn't it? An adult. It was like a, I think it was a college student. All right. I think so. I could be wrong about that. But yeah, the sign said, "Please go to Texas," and he got ejected. They didn't just take the sign; they kicked him out of the game. That's. Well, Louisville, we can't eject you. I mean, because there's again, we 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 have you know, like one of eight people here. <laughs> he's the he's he's a, he's a designated driver for the section. So he, he got kicked out of the game. He also was the fan of the game. So I mean, do we not know who is that? Is that fan not reached out to you, the kid who had a sign taken? No. Texas, look, I, okay, Texer. It can't be hard to find him. There wasn't that many people I there. get the questions about the New Albany commercial that we keep running. We're going to we're gonna have to update it. It's time to update it to New Albany basketball, I think, because we get, we're getting one of these a day now. <laughs> well, at least that's a good thing, right? They're, the, they're getting their message out there. Their commercial's being heard. I do. I feel like every sports radio station does this, where like it, it'll be May, and it's like, football season is back, and the place to go this year. And it's like, okay, well, not really. we got to update some spots. Texas says the fact that some media outlets are running with the Dan Campbell to AM is hilarious. Also, shout out to Dan Lanning for flat out saying no about the job. You rarely see that. I do, yeah. Dion gave a a non denial denial. Dan Lanning was like, I mean, you, you do never see that. Like he was basically like, I've got no interest in that job. I'm not taking the job. I don't need that job, which was cool to hear. But that being AM, I assume. Yes. Yeah. But <sighs> Dan Campbell's not leaving the Lions right now for, for Texas A&M. I didn't even know that was a rumor, but that's hilarious. Oh, because that's yeah, he's probably, he played there, yeah. Now I've got to go look it up because I, I, I want to make fun of some Texas A&M fans. I mean, they got a better chance to get R.C. Slocum out of retirement. I really <laughs> hope he's still alive now that I just made that joke. I don't think he is. <laughs> I guess it's coming out of my mouth. I'm like, please tell me. I mean, I did with Bob Knight last week. I feel I pretty know, bad. but. R.C. Slocum is alive. Yeah, You're safe. He is 79. Woo! We'll bring him back. <laughs> Bruce Feldman calls Dan Campbell the dream candidate for Texas A&M. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, Jay Wright's our dream candidate for Louisville. You're not there not yet. <laughs> He's not coming. Report, Texas A&M has shown interest in Lions head coach Dan Campbell. Campbell has no interest and is likely to get a lucrative contract from the Lions soon. Yeah. He's the best coach we've had in my lifetime. Hey, now, leave Wayne Fonce alone. Texas says, rate these coaches from best to worst. Scott Satterfield, Ron Cooper, Steve Cragthorpe, Kenny Payne. Who's the best out of that group? Yeah, I got to look at the listing. I was Satterfield, Cooper, Cragthorpe, Payne. I think Satterfield's the best. Um, yeah, I agree. Satterfield, yeah, because yeah, Satterfield's at least winning at a mid-major level. Cooper. I'm going to do I'll go Satterfield, Cragthorpe, Cooper, Payne. I agree. 
I, 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 I agree with that list. People keep bringing up the comparison. They're, they're like, you know, not everybody was this upset when, when Steve Cragthorpe was here. Or like, this is our Cragthorpe, this is our Cragthorpe. Like, Cragthorpe was ten times more successful than Kenny Payne's been so far. He would have gone to a bowl game in year one if this yeah, were the but, modern day. Yeah, but Greg Thorpe was able to at least milk the leftover like Cooper did with the leftover Howard Snowmurder talent. Yeah, I mean, like, Greg Thorpe, say, say what you will, he beat, what, three ranked teams in two years? He sucked. He was terrible. But it wasn't like, like the equivalent of Louisville basketball going 4-28 and is Louisville football going 1-11. and And he, I know he inherited more talent and he wrecked the program when it was in a good place, whereas Payne inherited the program at a, a very low place. But still... Like we wanted a much higher level when Cragthorpe was here. I mean, Cragthorpe won more games in, his, in two of his three football seasons than we did in Kenny Payne's first basketball season. That's the point out that he's the only basketball coach on this list. Yeah. Well, who else would you have? Exactly. I mean, maybe Peck Aikman or something. I mean, I, mean, I guess you could do Chris Mack. <laughs> well, not McKees. What was the uh, McManus? Ross McManus. Yeah. We just do assistant coaches on here now. <laughs> Is he back in New Zealand? Uh, I still follow him on Instagram, and every now and then he's just posting stuff where he's like with basketball teams. I, I think he's back in New Zealand, but he's also been back like working with NBA teams. I don't know. It's spell upwards. Offense is going to revolutionize global basketball. Still waiting for it. If, if, and I think we talked about this for, for the record with his offense. A lot of times those guys were open; they just couldn't hit a shot. We got great shots. The team just could not yeah, shoot at all. Shoot, yeah, he's like wide open three for Jalen Withers, side of the backboard. <laughs> Texture says, I bet at least one of our backup quarterbacks will be a successful D1 head coach one day. I think, I mean, Brahm has talked, they've used this anecdote on during games recently. Like, they think that Plummer's going to be a really good coach. And I, I can see that. He's really cerebral. He really seems to love the game. Um, you know, again, like, not the uh, elite skill set that you would need to be a top-tier college quarterback or a professional quarterback. But I can, I, I can see him going on and being a, a quarterback. Uh, I mean, a coach for sure. Texas, I'm guessing that Karan Davis's issues are academic and KP can't say anything because of privacy. He may just be struggling, not skipping classes. That's the safe bet, I think. But it still seems but weird that, that it's academic. What? The safe bet is it's academic. It's some sort of academic issue. But it still seems weird that it was the whole framing of it last night was just strange that you got Bozich out there, who's Kenny Payne's go-to guy for you know getting stuff out, saying Karan Davis not. I mean, also like. You know, not even there, like not not dressed out, but not playing or not in street clothes, like not even allowed to go to the game. And like he's going to address it after the game. And then Kenny Payne being like, "I this is not the proper place to address it." Uh, he's just it was my decision to not have him there. It makes it sound like it's more if it's just a like he skipped a class or he's failing a class. It makes it sound like it's way more significant than that. <laughs> he didn't really want to go to the game. He could have bought a ticket. Sat right behind the bench and nobody really knows. You, how great would that have been if Crom was just sitting in the section right behind the bench? <laughs> it wouldn't have been the weirdest thing that's happened I mean, that's the last out, two that's years. That's some out of a wrestling storyline. How many times have we seen that in wrestling? Like, <sighs> we're banning DX. And like, we bought our tickets. Here we are at ringside. There's Cron Davis just sitting there in the section. <laughs> I see you, Kenny. I'm watching you, KP. Let's go to break. When we come back, 5 o'clock hour, we will talk a little football, uh, and, and then we will get back to the Thornton sex line at 502-414-1450. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. Compensate Celebration Edition here on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. The Big X Sports Radio, 1450 and 96.1 FM. 284-2867. I'm never going to look back. Whoa, I'm never going to give 
exactly the same. They're all from like the same they period. Do, don't they? It sounds so similar. And yet there's, there's, there's different artists every time. <laughs> they all remind me of that time period where like Louisville was, was winning championships. Yeah, or beating Coppin State by 20 now. Put this, because this playlist on YouTube clearly has the uh, thing. <laughs> we win 5 o'clock hour here at the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. The focus of most of our show today has been Louisville's 61-41 win over Coppin State. The good, the bad. Statement game. The in-between, the Karan Davis rumors, all the good stuff that's been going on over the last uh 24 hours. We got a couple of things that we need to talk about, though. One, I want to re- remind people Louisville men's soccer in action tonight, NCAA tournament. First round, they're taking on Dayton at 7 p.m. If you can't make it out to Lynn Stadium, the match will be carried live on ESPN. And then U of L women's basketball in action also tonight at 7 o'clock at home against Bellarmine. You can hear that on 970 WGTK. ACC Network Extra will also have your coverage there. One thing that we have not discussed, we haven't we'll talked about you on this station. We'll have Indiana basketball against Wright State. Uh, right when we get off the air, we'll hand things over. I think it's a 7 o'clock tip-off at Assembly Hall as well. We have not mentioned this yet, though. Bad news from last night during the Coppin State win. We can't, we can't just have a nice night where we've got good basketball news. We've got to get some bad football why, news. Why, why, come on, man. Why you got to bring things down? Well, because it's, it, it's – I mean, I don't have control of this. Why you got to be the Debbie Downer, man? Why you got to be my buzzkill? Cole McConathy, who was a class of 2024 commit, an edge rusher, Flipped his commitment last night from Louisville to Miami. Well, he's going to flip back here because about, I don't know, let's say 72 hours. Let's make him feel bad about this. Well, he's going to feel real bad. His quote, I think, in the. the, the built, this, this, is, this is what motivates us now. We were. Justin coming to the game, he's like, we're going to do it. He, he thinks we're losers. He was a three star edge rusher. 98th uh, ranked edge rusher, edge rusher in the class, according to 24-7 Sports. He's the 1,086th ranked player overall in the class. But he said in his his story, announcing the reversal, his quote was, the U is back. And I was like, buddy, you're not single-handedly bringing the U back. <laughs> the U is back. What do you think you're doing here? Cole McConathy. Hate to, hate to see him go. You're 6-4. <laughs> Your commitment's not changing that much. But, I mean... I guess they're back to what, like, he grew up watching the UB. Kind of. <laughs> I mean, yeah. They have a winning record. I guess that. I guess the, I guess his generation at his back. Don't like seeing him go, but what are you going to do? We, You bring in JoJo Stone, you lose a guy. He's one of our longest uh, commitments in the class of 2024, but he is going to Miami. Let's make him feel bad about it. Longest, like, he goes back to Satterfield? Say what? When you say he's one of our longest commitments, does he, would he, does he go all the way back to Satterfield? No. Okay. No, he's a he's a Not Brom. Okay. He's a Brom guy, but uh, he is now going going to the U, going to Miami. Let me ask you this question: So we know that Louisville. We've talked about it a couple times this week. Louisville's never won at Miami. Oh six and one all time in road games against the Hurricanes. It's still a program that we have had. When you think about like, the modern history of Louisville football, these last twenty twenty five years, some of our biggest moments have come with Miami on the receiving end. I think three stand out. Three right. games that we've won. Can I can I guess? Or you <laughs> I, I mean, you that? should be able to guess them. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's the Kerry Rhodes drop interception. No, 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 wins. We, oh, wins. Well, yeah, I was we, th- that was a game that we did not win. Well, the, the last, that would be the uh, the bowl game with Teddy Bridgewater. 2013 Russell Athletic uh, Bowl. Big, um, uh, ACC home opener. 
2014, yeah. Uh, and then, the, obviously, the Mario Uridia. Correct. 2006. I, the years, I, I can't give you years. I can just give you the, the, the moments in time that they were. You were right on all three. Yeah, okay. So I put this up to a, a, a trivia question today. It said, favorite win over Miami, 06 bird stomp game, 2013 Teddy going nuts, Russell Athletic Bowl, 2014 Labor Day night, first uh, ACC game, Bobby Petrino back. First of all, give me what your favorite out of that three is, and then give me what you think is winning that poll. Um, well, mine is the Iridia. I mean, that's just that that one was was my favorite by far because I still, even two years removed, had the taste of the Kerry Rhodes interception drop in my yeah, mind. It was we all did. Yeah, and I, it was I wanted to beat them so bad. Um, and plus, it just felt like that was one of our similar to our Florida State game that we've talked about in the rain game. It was that one of those statement games, like saying, "Hey, we're here." Um, but I would, I think that would win too, actually. If that didn't win, I would think the, the, the Petrino back one might win. I don't you've, know why I'm picking the bowl to go third. You've successfully ranked the order. You, you're correct. So okay. I was a little bit surprised. I, I thought 06 would win because it's such a, I think, fond memory for the fan base. Yeah. But with 1,400 votes, and look, this is the Mike Rutherford show question of the day. We do this every day. Question of the day, every single day. 1,400 votes, 74%. Are saying the 06 game. Oh wow! Eighteen percent are saying the the, the twenty fourteen game, and then just nine percent are saying the Russell Athletic the, Bowl. The game. ball game it gets lost. I mean, I don't know if it's because it happened the same day as the basketball game. And to me, it gets lost. My personally, it's me because I I had been in the hospital for pneumonia that week, and like they let me out like at halftime of both those games. And it was just a cluster, and I didn't I never got to see any of the football game. Because it was just, I was trying to get out of the hospital and I was just so, you know, aggravated. But, like, I think maybe that's why. Maybe is that why? Maybe you think that game gets lost kind of in the, the memories of people to be ranked third, that low third? I guess a part of it. I okay. do. I think the other thing was that team was supposed to be so good. And it just, it was, it felt like an unfitting ending that we're 11 and yeah. 1 and we're playing this 6 and, and 6 Miami team in a kind of third tier bowl game. Like, I think that that's plays a, a, a part of it. The other thing, the, the, the weird thing, though, is. The 06 game, at the time, it was a huge deal. Miami was, I think, number 12 in the country. They'd lost to Florida State, but they'd been preseason top 10. Like okay. We thought they were going to be really good. They ended up, I think, being 6-6 six and six and and just not having a good year at all. I, if we had played them later in the year when they'd had a few more losses, I do wonder if that would take away some of the, you know, it would add some of the, the thorns to that rose. But we kind of remember this as this, you know, it was Miami. They still were... You know, sort of the last vestiges of that that second the U era uh, still came with a lot of swagger. It was a, a big chance for us to prove ourselves in the national, and it really laid the foundation for what was going to happen the rest of the season with us flirting with, with going to the championship game and getting as high as number three in the country. So that was uh, th- that would be my number one too. Now, if you had not taken if you taken win out of the criteria and you added the Kerry Rhodes drop game, do you think it would have ranked been higher still above the ball? You think what we have it, a, is listed as just impactful games? Oh, if you're talking about like impactful, like more memorable, like that, it was. But I don't think it was like a people wouldn't say that was a more fond memory no, than, than no, the, the wins. I mean, but I mean, that was you know that was the game that we start. People were talking about this actually like, is a win for Louisville, even though they actually lost it. They proved they're for real, and now more people are talking played. about him. And it, like, I'm sitting like heartbroken, like shut up, it's not. Should have won. I'm so drunk. We really should have won. I was hammered that game. That was the one game where John Ramsey said he almost got his ass kicked at a road game. <laughs> He's like Miami fans. I was leaving the bathroom like Miami fans like cornered me. I was like, ooh. You have to have multiple guys if you're going to corner John because he's, he's a big guy. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah, a scary guy. Yeah. 
but yeah, he was like, he's like, oh, he's like, I was, he's like, it was the first time in my life in a road game where I was like, I may be in some some big time trouble here. He's like, I was talking a little smack. We're up big. We're playing well, and these guys like, they're like, what are you talking about? And I was like, oh. I think mean, there was a UK UK UFL football game in the, during the two thousands that I didn't have that story from. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever get beat up? No, I mean it's stuff thrown at me, but the I guess the closest I came to getting beat up, I I don't remember this as well because I was yeah pretty messed up. I was I was had a good buzz, but I, that was the, it was a year that I did the you know we did this is our this is our summer home. We rent it to you in the fall. This is John L. Smith Field at Commonwealth Stadium. This is our house. You're just our guest. Make sure you wipe your feet off as you leave, and I mean, just, just run in my mouth nonstop. And I, I just remember these, these, these. I, to me, I'm picturing like sitting there all six foot seven, wearing overalls and t-shirts, and having, like, but who knows what they really look like? And uh, I was apparently talking trash to them, and they didn't like it. My buddy was like, "Dude, I had to calm them down." I was like, "He's hammered. Leave him alone. Just let him. I'll get him." I was like, "Is that why you took me out of the other section?" He's like, "Yeah." <laughs> I mean, good for him. Yeah, I would probably they probably would whoop me because I was in no no position to fight anyway. I probably would have swung and just like hit a chair and been like, "Yeah, I got you." <laughs> How many fights have you been in in your life? Like real fights? Like real fights? Yeah. Last one was probably like middle school, like maybe that same way. Like, yeah, like as an grade, adult, maybe. I've never been in a real like. I did the thing in, in college a lot where it was like my friends were like getting in people's face. I was, I've been like, I was like to stand behind a guy like waiting, hoping that my friends weren't going to get into a fight. I had several to, times. I had, my buddy got into a fight at Joe's because of involving a woman. I had to like grab him and like pull him away and like get him out of there before the cops showed up. And uh, I got punched by a buddy down in Bourbon Street during the uh, when we were down there for the Final Four because we were just hammered. And I think he was just so drunk he ended up swinging, took a swing at me. He thought it was somebody else. <laughs> And then finding him in, in the trash later on that night. Like, I got see, sucker punched by a rando in a UK jacket. Yeah, I mean, just. <laughs> but like, I wouldn't because like actual fight like that. I was. It was probably like eighth grade. That's when I discovered weed and was like, I don't want to fight, dude. Let's let's just hang out. Hey, I mean, that's what people say all the time. Like, <laughs> all for the legalization of weed. When's the last time you saw two high guys getting in a fight outside of a bar? <laughs> Except who ate the last Oreo? Doesn't happen very often. But I, I think you know Miami. It's time to get back on, on the winning side of things when it comes to this this rivalry series, especially since we haven't even talked about it. We'll talk more about it tomorrow, I'm sure. The boots. The boots are a thing this year. The boots. We have a traveling trophy for this series, for God's sake. boots were made for winners, and that's just who they'll go to. I do like there was a Miami story talking about, like, we need to ruin their playoff chances and their ACC championship chances. I'm like, well, you know. Would it, would it be bad if we got the boots and we just like put like a little bowl thing at the tip of it and added like a stem at the end and made the boots like a like a bowl? Why would we do that? Because we can smoke a cigar out of them. I mean, they not, can be the boot cigar. Not everyone is you, Trev. We don't need to. Well, because because I think of Snowberg, I think of a pipe. I thought you were making like a weed thing. No, I'm thinking of Snowberg because the pipe. It's like a pipe reference. Well, I mean, they, he's a pipe in Miami too. Yeah, but we're, but the, the, for some reason, because I guess because we're not allowed to do a pipe as like the trophy, so we did boots. I don't know. I, don't I, know. I assumed the pipe was just not like PC enough. Pipes are fine. I mean, you are they tobacco out of pipes? Yeah, but tobacco is looked downed upon, right? Yeah, I mean people. Like, smoke- it's more acceptable to smoke weed than it is tobacco. Not necessarily. I mean, you see like player all these players smoking cigars after. You see college kids smoking cigars after big wins. Now Joe Burrow made that cool. <laughs> do we know what was in that cigar? Yeah, never know. Is uh, it more? Is it more? Acceptable to smoke weed and tobacco nowadays? No, you don't think so. I think maybe if you're talking about like everyday use, it's it's become like more frowned upon to like if I'm in to be an everyday smoker of of cigarettes than it is of weed. 
probably. Like, if I'm outside and I'm smoking a cigarette, I'll probably get more dirty looks than I would if I was smoking it like a joint. Especially in, like, certain states. Yeah. Like, you're probably right. It's insane. Not really. <laughs> Can't get secondhand cancer from weed. Can you? No. <laughs> no. Um, I, I mean, other football notes, we can save a lot of this for tomorrow. I do want to get into Tyler Van Dyke and what's gone wrong with him. Uh, we'll have a lot of thoughts. Also, the, the line swinging continues to be very strange. Louisville's still a favorite in most books. It's a pick at several books. DraftKings, um, you know, which we, we use a lot here, mm-hmm. has Miami as a one-point favorite. So everyone's kind of all over the place in this game. Um, Miami fans seem to be... That, you think that's home field, though, swinging? Obviously, gets- I guess. I mean, I, it's just it, it's a strange line to me. But would you get three in football? I think, or is it four? three? Is, yeah. is usually the the standard for home. Who knows? Uh, the only other note to get to today: James Madison. I saw them and the other schools that had appealed to the NCAA once more had their waiver officially denied. They will not be allowed to play in a bowl game this season. They won't be allowed to play in their conference championship game this season. And James Madison. I'd sort of forgotten, like, we are their last loss. They've won 13 straight games since the game that they lost against us early last November. <laughs> I didn't realize that. Yeah, they, like, they, have not, they have not dropped a game since losing at Cardinal Stadium in the famous Malik Cunningham semi-fight, breaking my hand game, uh, where we want to end up winning 34-10. to 10. We will see them again in a couple of years. Yeah. But, I mean, just grow up, NCA. Get over yourself. It's ridiculous. It's a rid- yeah. Ridiculous I mean, it's- thing to do. Yeah, then they have no role. I mean, their arguments just, yeah, it's sad. Let them play. Let them play. Let the kids play. 502-414-1450. Let the kids text as well. Hit up the Thornton's text line. Let's get to it. I can't believe that's where their last thoughts. That's crazy. I didn't even thought about that. Texas, I think for the QB situation next year, it would be hard to go from QB5 to QB1 for Pierce. I think it would be super beneficial for him to have a full year as the full-time backup and have a transfer quarterback to be the starter. I don't know. I don't think Jeff will ask me for my opinion, though. He's not asking any of us for our opinions. But is there really much difference in our backups between two and five? I mean, other than that, we know that from the surface that we can see. In terms of like talent, no. Like I, I think that it, it's a weird. Like Conley and Doman are your two and three, basically just because they're so experienced and because I think Brom trusts them to run the offense. Like they've played game. Both of them have started and won games for Louisville over the course of their seventy-five year college career. And, and you know, Clarkson hasn't. Like played a meaningful snap. Brady Allen hasn't played a meaningful snap. Harrison Bailey has been very erratic in, in limited time as a, as a player in college. So I think that you can easily say QB 4, 5, and 6 on this roster are more talented than QB 2 and QB 3, but you understand why why Brom has Doman where he is and why he has Conley where he is on the depth chart. So, I mean, I think that they, they want to see what they can get out of these guys with a full offseason to work with them. And Nothing wrong with that. Someone needs to make a jump. And Brady Allen's a big kid with a big arm. I feel like they think they can work with him. Harrison Bailey's kind of the same way. Clarkson gives them a a chance to play a different style of offense. Deuce Adams, who's coming in uh, as a true freshman, does the same thing. Uh, I'm I'm very and then I think you're also will be curious to see what type of quarterback they target in the transfer portal. Like you know they ended up with Jack Plummer. I, I don't know if he would have been like if they would have preferred to have more of a dual threat guy or if they just you know wanted Plummer because he can run the basic offense. Maybe they go after a dual-threat guy now because they've had a chance to implement more of those wrinkles that they haven't been able to use this season. I'm very curious to see who they target. I think that will be super interesting. Texas, Trevor, maybe AEW doesn't get fans because AEW sucks. Well, at least the women's division does. What the hell? The men's division sucks too. WWE for life. Suck it, Travis. Okay. That was an attack text. I mean, I'm not changing your mind. Going for the throat. <laughs> yeah, really. I mean, so did you like AEW? 
Texas Mike, would you entertain a snark tweet contest versus Jason Riley at a local establishment? Who else should make the snark off a local championship? Riley's just Riley tries. He, he, he wants to be me so badly. Who? Jason Riley, WDRB. Oh yeah. He just wants to be me. Just envies everything that I do. <laughs> yes, he Desperate to get on the text group with me and Jeff Greer, and we just don't let him. Oh, so mean. Just don't let him in. What do I got to do to get on that, that, that group? Nothing. <laughs> You'll never be on the text group. Well, man, who knows? Who, I, 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 who, who, who gets to make decisions on this? You or Greer? All of us. Well, there's only two of you. How many houses is in there? I think Ken Spencer would love to have you on there. All right. Ken, yeah. Okay. He That's one vote. Funny. I don't know who else, though. Texas, you should win a prize at the Yum Center if you can sit in somebody else's seats and they show up. <laughs> that would be a good idea. I mean, what would you do? I mean, you're thinking they're messing with you, right? I mean, they got to be. It's my seat. Yeah, it's my seat. You just look around, there's nobody around you. Texas, are you telling me that Kenny Payne has single handedly dismantled the economy of downtown Louisville? <laughs> Is this about Kenny He's Payne? He's cleaning up the mess. Look, it was going in the wrong direction before Kenny Payne yeah, got here, for he, sure. He's just trying to clean up the mess, people. You have no idea what... The, you got to get dirty before you can get clean again. At least we didn't have to get into that last night with the post-game press conference. Oh, yeah, he didn't bring up the mess, did he? No, because we won by 20. <laughs> Almost doubling our next highest margin of victory in the Kenny Payne era. Oh, the mess will return very soon. I think it was at least the fifth best win of the Kenny Payne era. It's a top five win. <laughs> FAMU is six. This is either five or four. I'm Clemson's number one. Little, yeah, yeah, there's no doubt about that. Well, I, I don't think, know West. I liked Western. Too, I think Western's though. two. That, that, I think that can go eight. Clemson almost made the NCAA tournament last year. We we single handedly kept Clemson out of the NCAA tournament by beating them by ten. Yeah, we single got almost all, th- almost majority of the coaches that we beat last year got fired because of us. Yeah, we got Pastor and Stansbury out of there. Almost Brownell too. <laughs> yeah, he had like almost bank for his time. They still didn't want to keep him in some ways. I have no idea if they kept the guy from FAMU. <laughs> I'm actually gonna look at it. See if we got three or four guys fired. We did. That's how now Robert McCombs back. Damn it, he stayed. That's uh, the the guy who played coach at Ball State or whatever, right? McCollum? Yeah, he coached at Ball State. I don't know that. No, I mean, no. Did he? Did he have a kid that played that, that was good? He had a kid to play at South Florida. Is that what it was? Yeah, he was the coach at South Florida. Okay. He wasn't the MAC, but previously though at Western Michigan. I'm not thinking of Ball State that played there. He's not doing a great job. They're 0 3 again this year. 347s in the country. I just accidentally X out of the text line, so I'm just killing time before it loads again. Sorry. <laughs> Texture says, um, let me go to the bottom. Scroll, 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 scroll. Texture says, I hate dumping on a kid. Oh boy, here we go. But what are we doing giving Danilo minutes over Glenn? Thank God we added a kid from a winning culture program that never got off the bench. Danilo, I, the Caleb Glenn lack of playing time does sort of annoy me. I feel like I feel like he could be a freshman Dre Davis, where he's never going to be your star, but he can give you like a tough eight and six. I think he is that type of game right now. And Yovanovich, I I just I'm sure he's a very nice kid. I I just I don't see it. I, I I didn't see it when we took him. I think the the bulk of the fan base was surprised that he was a guy that we were going to go add. We try to talk ourselves into it, but he's not. He has not showed us much so far. Texas TK saying that he was like Jimmy Chitwood back in the day is the best thing that I've ever heard in the show in three years. I would love a side-by-side video with the Hoosiers music playing showing just how similar they are. My God, have another doobie snack. <laughs> Unfortunately, that goal is no longer up. 
But I no longer have a septic tank either, so I could put commentary down if he wants to pay for it. There you go. Texas Payne told the media about an hour ago that Karan Davis is considering transferring to a local church team sponsored by Allen Electrical. <laughs> Stop. You're reading it almost for a second. You're like, wait a second. <laughs> Stop. Texas basketball, I've never heard of it. We are top 10 in flirting with greatness in Brahms' first year. Life is wonderful. Book your Charlotte Hotel. We've gotten to the point now where, because all these percentages and, and all these, you know, everyone's like looking at they're like, it's a 95.4% chance that Louisville goes to the conference championship game. We've gotten ourselves to a place where if we somehow don't go to the conference championship game, like I'm going to be crushed. I, I'm going to be floored. Well, like, I, like, I'm just, like, I've accepted that we're here. I mean, haven't we pretty much all but clinched it? I yes, mean, but all but. You know, we had the, the email go out. I don't like the Jinx email that went out earlier this week saying, like, Cards fans, we've officially locked up our trip to Charlotte for the conference championship game. I don't like that. I don't. I feel like we've got bad juju going right now. That's, I guess. Yeah. I want to I make sure that we lock this thing down. Because if we don't go, like, I, I've just been, when we've been talking about this, this end of the season, I've been assuming, you know, we're going to play 14 games this year. We've got this weekend, which is a huge game. We've got Kentucky, which is obviously a huge game. We've got the conference championship game, which is one of the biggest games we've ever played in. And then what should be a pretty good bowl game. Like, if we somehow get the conference championship taken away, I'm going to be just devastated. We need to, we, we need to lock this thing up. I, I want to be celebrating mid-Saturday afternoon and planning Charlotte festivities. Texas says in Kenny's defense, he went to Africa to bless the rains, not to recruit anyone. I bless the rains down in Africa. Texas, has anyone acknowledged that this is Kenny Payne's? I miss the rains. No, it's why I bless the rains. Are you sure? I'm 100% sure. Common misheard lyric. Texas, I always miss it. Texas, has anyone acknowledged that this is Kenny Payne's first time with a winning record, 2-1, and one, end the season now? Uh-uh-uh. A week ago, we were 1-0, my friends. Try to catch up. I'd be the, damned it is. Yeah. I think you just don't believe me with stuff. So, well, I mean, with that one, no, I wouldn't. I had to look it up. You wouldn't have believed me. Oh, no, no. Because you miss <laughs> You have a history <laughs> of just say, being completely wrong about stuff yeah, like that. If I had told you that, you'd have been, you'd have been like... There's Joe, a reason, though. Joe paused until I can prove this. Because usually you're like, <laughs> it's actually, and then I look it up, I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> I think I believed you too much in the first. I bet like in the first four months of there the show. There have been times though that I, you didn't believe me, and I called. You, I, I, I you was have, right, yeah. you, you have been right, but I, I, I think in the first like two months of the show, you probably said so much wrong stuff that I just accepted because I was like, oh, this guy knows it. And then, like after a while, I was like, hold on, I need to look into some of these things. <laughs> it was Ray McCollum who I was thinking of. Oh yeah, who goes Detroit Mercy with his kid that was good there. Yeah. That's what I had my mind on. That's kind of a Detroit's brand these days is just having a, a coach who has a star son who just goes there and scores like 35 points a game. That's, Mike Davis did it too. R.J. Hunter. That's Georgia State too. Yep. Who's the uh, – oh, uh, King Rice at Monmouth. His kid is light, lighting it up for them. Tra- he transferred in. He played, he played at one of the Ivy League schools for the last four years. He's really good. Well, we all know we, we know where it all started, right? Press Maravich and Pete. Damn right. At LSU. I mean, that's that's the origin of it. Well, Press wasn't the coach at LSU, was he? Yeah. Yeah, because he was, he, and, and the only reason he went to LSU was because uh, he was originally coaching at Ole Miss, but I think it was Ole Miss. I and, think it was NC State. You're right. NC State, you're right. I yeah. apologize. Right. NC State, but NC State wouldn't allow Pete to uh, be eligible as a freshman. So he said, screw you. I'll go to LSU. Ah. LSU, who, who's, here's a shock. Morals have not gotten any better in the last 40, 50 years. Their brand's always been consistent. Yeah. They were like, hey, 
can he read and write? They're like, well, it's like, can he shoot? He's like, yeah. He's like, come on in, press. <laughs> <laughs> He's a brilliant basketball mind. I remember reading his, that biography. You're right, NC, you're right, it was NC State. I don't know why I was thinking. I knew somebody had, like, standards. It couldn't have been Ole Miss then. Texture says, oh, this is the false city fixer. Uh-oh, I like that guy. During a game late in the crumb years, Jock Sutherland lamented the cards poor play by saying, you could put five homeless guys out there in UofL uniforms and they'd do better than this. <laughs> Jock was <laughs> Jock never hesitated to say what was on his mind, and he was great for it. That's good. I like that statement. Texture says, there's less people in the state of Wyoming than in Jefferson County by 200,000. That is crazy. <laughs> and Wyoming's crazy. huge. It is huge. This is Wind River. Great movie with Jeremy Renner. You should watch it, TK. Wind River? Wind River. There was a movie I almost bought last night on, um, this is a new movie, it's called The Road Dog. Road Dog? Road Dog? Road, road, road. Um, it came out in 2020, it came out just this year, it's about a stand-up comedian, a mid-level, somewhat failing stand-up comedian who uh, realizes, meets his son for the first time, who wants to be a stand-up comedian as well, a road comedian. Hmm. Uh, it, I think it won like a, uh, the guy who wrote it and directed it is the one who uh, created Meet the Parents. So Interesting. And the, the trailer was intriguing, and it was only like four ninety nine to buy. So I was like, I might, maybe I'll check this out. It's a fascinating story. Then I'm almost watch, buying I, a movie. Then I'm watching three straight episodes of All the Family instead. Of course. Boy, the way Glenn Miller played. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, we use a man like Herbert Hoover again. You know how many times I've walked around singing that in my house last week? <laughs> Texture says, Bobby Petrino voice. I didn't know Trevor was a geography genius. <laughs> I I I thought you know Trevor wouldn't know that Vermont was the second least populous state, and I I learned that today. He knew it. Let's take a break, Trevor. You live? Yeah, you had I, a big coughing fit back there. I didn't I was, know. I, was, you made I lost me laugh. you for a second. Yeah, it made me laugh. Bro. Let's take a break. We'll come back. Five o'clock. Uh, final segment of the show. We'll read as many texts as we can get to, and then we'll preview the night ahead in college and professional sports, including a big showdown between the Baltimore Ravens and the Cincinnati Bengals. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 961, The Big X. Okay, this is apparently off the, the karate, the, the karate wannabe movie that Jaden Smith did. No, oh, fake karate kid. Yeah, I won't. Yeah, I won't even. Get, I won't give it that name. Kenny I, never says never. I love how, but I'm watching this video and it says featuring Jaden, but yet he's doing he's done less in this video than like what's his name did in the Eddie Murphy video with Rick James. He's like he's not even singing. He's just dancing next to Justin, like swaying back and forth. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's all good. Got to do what you got to do. I mean, at least the sister waved her hair around. Back and forth, to be specific. <laughs> she whipped it back in. <laughs> Did you see this? Uh, have you seen this Teresa Thompson story from today? No. So she, you know, she's the Fox sideline reporter for NFL. 
Okay. She's done a number of things. She went on the uh, Pardon My Take, the big Barstool podcast with uh, with Big Cat and, and PFT commenter. I've heard of it, yeah. And she, in the midst of their conversation, revealed that sometimes she just makes up her sideline reports. She's like, <laughs> she's like after halftime, sometimes the coach won't come out or I, I don't have time to get to him before I've got to talk. And so I'm like, yeah, he just said he needs to, you know, we need to run the ball more effectively and we've got to make sure to take care of the ball. Uh, turnovers are killing us. And she'll like do stuff like that. And now, I, I mean, I think this is a situation where well, she's fired, right? I mean, you would think, right? Like she you can't, you can't make up stuff that you've said. From I mean, a, you just admitted you lie to us on a regular basis. I, I think this is a... Like she was not thinking this through. You know, it's a it's a relaxed podcast. You have athletes that come on there. They tell kind of inside stories and things that are a little bit taboo. And I think she got a little too comfortable trying to be a little too cool for the the pardon my take audience. And now it's like, well, you are an employed sideline reporter, actively saying and admitting that you just don't do your job and in fact lie about your job. That should not go over well, and it has not gone over well. Yeah, I, I'm never really. I, 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 I'm more often than not, I'm going to be the one like the, the the baby boomer guy. It's like you can't fire him just for saying something on social media or whatever. But dude, you, yeah, you just basically said you don't do your job. It's your whole job <laughs> to talk to these yeah, people. That's like that is, that is what you are paid for is to just get these opinions. I mean, it, and you're saying you don't. Then yeah, then maybe peace out. I mean, have they not fired her yet? Is she has she at least come out and apologize and be like, I don't do it every. It happened maybe once. No, I don't. I, don't I didn't think, mean to make it sound like it's every time. It was just one time, maybe. I don't think she saw this thing steamrolling the way that it has. It's been, yeah, it is not like. I mean, I mean not to. Hey, make, it's a fun. And like the the barstool people, like they hyped it up. It's like, ooh, it's kind of a funny clip, and everyone up there is like, this no. is not. This is not cool. Like, no. like this is. I'm not sure about this. It's kind of funny, but also like you shouldn't have this job. No, first of all, doesn't surprise me. Barstool doesn't know what actually is funny and what isn't, but. The, I mean, if I'm a silent reporter, this is pissing me off, too. I'm like, this is making us look bad. Yeah, I think a lot of people have done that. Like, they, they, yeah, I mean, I do my job. I work hard. And this, she's out here being like, oh, we just make stuff up. I mean. Because a lot of, you know, a lot of the comments are like, oh, not shocked. Like, modern media just making stuff up. Like, that's the way that it is. And it does make everybody kind of look bad who's a media person. Not us, because we aren't really media people. But And we make everything up. Yeah, we're you know, <laughs> lying constantly. <laughs> uh, all right, we've got about 20 minutes here. If you want to have your thoughts heard today on the Thornton text line, hit us up at 502-414-1450. Does she say a specific game, or she says she always does it? No, she kind of was just generalizing. Like, sometimes it's like, it happens. Like, she's like, you know, if you can't, if the coach doesn't come out in enough time after halftime or doesn't come out at all, like, you know, I've got to say something. And so I'm just like, yeah, he wants to. And no coach will deny saying that they wanted to win the turnover battle. And I'm like, yeah, you still can't really no, do that. Not, does she have, like, a sheet? That she goes off of? She's like, okay, which one did I use last time? It's like, I was wondering why she said Dan Campbell was worried about the defense when it was uh, 15 to nothing <laughs> at <laughs> halftime last game. It didn't seem right. All right, let's take some text uh, here. We'll talk about God, tonight. God. we got college football tonight. we got NFL tonight. we got college basketball tonight. It's all happening. But before we do that, we want to hear from you guys. Text line. We'll go to as many as we can here. Texas says, sadly, the basketball game attendance has been so bad that last night they could have honored Andre McGee's jersey and nobody would have known. <laughs> That's not true. Uh, that is not true. Funny though. That is fake. <laughs> Texas, my favorite men's basketball content this year has been Mark Lieberman's on-court breakdowns on Twitter. God bless his heart. Uh, Lieberman's the man. He is like, like they're doing more video content over there. I think it's it's really good. I do like hear him hearing him break down college basketball games because he's he's coached at a high level. I heard him a little bit this morning. I think he was co-hosting the show with Drew, and he was talking about how 
just like you know, he he was the assistant here for the 2010-11 and the 2011-12 season. So the the first two years at the KFC Yum Center, and he's like, you know, it's just that that energy like it courses through you. You go out there for the starting lineups, and every single game we had twenty thousand people there, and they're going nuts. And like it, you, you do, like you feed off it. And he's like, to see it the way it's been these last couple games is just so depressing for somebody like me. And, and look, he's not like a Louisville fan. He coached here for a couple of years, but he coached a lot of places. But still, this this place meant something to him when he was here. And I, I think seeing it in its just a state where they're getting one-fifth of the amount of people in that building as they were just 11, 12 years ago, it's it's sad. There's no question about it. But it can get better. That's the thing. This is, this is not a, a permanent deal. Once the team starts winning, whether it's with Kenny Payne or somebody else, we will get back. It will be fun again. That building will be lively again. Texas, the very, very next text after I say that, do we win a conference game this year? Just the timing is just so bad. You still, you still feel confident about Notre Dame, don't you? We'll win a conference game this year. I mean, yeah, I can't pick out who. I mean, we won two last year, and I think we were, I think we're better than than we were a year ago. And we may have an interim coach by then, so you never know. But I think we'll, I think we'll win at least a couple game, conference games. Texas says, "I thought that Elaine went to Tufts." Yeah, I just googled that. He's right. She's she grew up in Townsend, Maryland, but she was a French literature major at Tufts University. So the texture was wrong. Well, I think that's where he got, I think he got confused because she's from town from Townsend, Missouri, Maryland. I say Missouri, Townsend, Maryland. Tufts was her safety school. Uh, <laughs> yes, it was. I didn't know that. I wouldn't have guessed. Tufts. I thought he was right about Townsend. I thought he. I thought he had it right because I didn't remember Tufts. So that's another texture with uh, props. Maybe I think I said. I mean, I mean, they get perfect. Maybe I got like thirty-two. Texas, this is a base fiddle. Base fiddle. Please show Trevor. You can click on that picture and see yourself. Uh, it's big, very large. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's what I picture like the uh, Johnny Cash's playing guy in the bass playing in uh, the Texas, the Tennessee tr- uh, two uh, trio. Like playing the big bass behind him. That's what I pictured. Yeah, like a cello, right? Bass fiddle. Yeah. Texas, we should all make please just signs. It clearly worked. We're undefeated when somebody makes the please just win sign. We are. They yes, responded nicely. to it. Yeah, they responded to it. Texture says, Kenny Payne out here reinventing the wheel, figuring out ways to play even faster. Chris the Plumber. <laughs> I love that everything's we got to play fast. Every coach. Got to play it. fast. The, uh, the, the hoop vision guy, Jordan Sperber, did a great, I think it was like three years ago, all the coaches that were first-year head coaches at their introductory press conferences, he cut together all the sayings of them, all the clips of them saying, we want to play fast. Like every single coach in America is like, we're going to play fast. We're going to get out and run. We're going to play fast. We're going to play fast. Like, play fast. Nobody ever says, like, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna be methodical. <laughs> Not everyone can play fast. He's like, welcome to the new Princeton offense. <laughs> Last night was YMCA fast for sure. There were times where I was like, somebody just blow a whistle to make them stop, please. <laughs> They're out of control. Texas, do you remember watching any other game for any sport at any level where there wasn't a timeout called other than last night? No, I, I swear. Like, I would love to see the numbers on this. I, I assume it's the first time it's ever happened in modern Louisville history. I wonder if there was a single college game last year where there wasn't a timeout called at all. Like, no timeouts at all. I mean, that, that would be I, – I, I would have feel if, – if there was, it's probably some, like – I mean, do we have to be D1? Like I can see maybe a small D two D two game maybe happen. It's almost impossible. Well, you think about it, yeah. It's not even to like use timeouts to like strategize, but you you you'll use them to you know, secure the last possession, or if a guy's falling out of bounds or something. You know, football you're always going to have timeouts used because you're trying to 
either get the ball late in the first half stop or the clock yeah, stop the clock. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, yeah, I feel like there's. I can't imagine there's been a college football game played this year where there's been no timeouts. No, called. that's I, yeah, I would. Yeah, and coach. basketball, it's Charlie like, Strong might have been coaching it, but yeah, basketball, it's almost <laughs> just as unlikely. Like it, it, it was a crazy thing. I didn't realize. I knew it was a fast game. I didn't even realize it until you said it today. It I saw both. Yeah, I wouldn't have noticed it if uh, I think Bob Valvano tweeted out, and I was like, "Hell, that's that's incredible. We're making history." That's Tech- a grab. Can we get Schwab on it? Somebody, somebody tweeted Schwab and asked him if there's ever been another game where no timeout was called at any point. Yeah, we need to figure that out. Texas, whenever we get good at basketball again, we should run up the scores against everyone we can. No mercy. Murder ball is revenge for the jokes made against us during the KP era. Yeah, we kept receipts. I'm surprised KP hasn't given them. We're keeping receipts line yet. When we get good again, I'm going to be merciless. Like you know, I, I always felt like I was sort of the the fan who I always tried to kind of keep it like uh, like cautious optimist. Even when we're really good, I, I wasn't like overly bright. I'm like, yeah, you know, like this team could be tough. I think we're gonna win, but this this could be tough. Like when we get good again, I'm gonna be over the top. I, I see why some fan bases do that, but if we're like the 14th best team in America, I'm gonna be like, we're gonna beat Kentucky by 73. Other than Kentucky, I will bet my life that we're gonna beat this this Duke team on Saturday. And when we win, I'm just gonna be like DX crotch chopping everywhere. It's gonna be I, I will I will lose it. It's sec- a decade of pent up. Fan enthusiasm. Other than Kentucky, is our team in the last like maybe five or six years or over this less than stellar run of our basketball program that a school has like made you that is has gotten you to the point where, like you can't when we're good you can't wait to just rub it in on them. DePaul. I don't know if it counts. Florida State still comes to mind. Florida State, yeah, they, they they were beating us when we were good. I know. That's, that's what I'm saying. I don't know if it counts, but that's who I want to. I still want to beat them. Damn it. Their walk-ons tried to fight Ryan McMahon for God's sake. <laughs> But like no one in AC, I guess Virginia, Virginia would be out. Virginia. I mean, they've been basically pimping us since we got to the ACC. I had the Newman slow mo nice game pretty boy gif like saving to, waited to use for like seven years for Tony Bennett. <laughs> nice game, pretty boy. I literally had it set like on my on my like ready to hit send for the uh, the, the the DeAndre Hunter three of the buzzer game. Why would Roger McDowell be? We were kind of throwing things at the bullpen. <laughs> Texas, I'm a fan in my 20s. Thank you for listening. So Ron Cooper was before my time. I decided to look him up and see what he looked like, and I had no idea that he was (laughs) African-American. I always thought Charlie was our first African-American coach. He was not. No. Today you learned something. Cooper was was a a defensive coordinator on the Notre Dame team, I believe, that won the national title. He ended up being a great coordinator everywhere he went. He just was not a good head coach. Cooper's probably least famous thing would be the South Carolina press conference. Yes. When uh, Spurrier called. It was Spurrier Holtz. It was Spurrier, right? Yeah. Just completely threw him under the bus in the worst way. He did. Was, I felt bad. I felt bad for him that night. Google it there, uh, Texer. Texas says I was looking uh, on YouTube for Kenny's post game yesterday. It's funny how the preview image for each one he has done it nearly identical. His hands are held the same in all of huh. them, as if he's saying the exact same thing each and every time. I found it pretty comical. You should type in Kenny Payne post game and look at all the preview picks. Well, now I feel like I got to do this. I do think his Google image search is a lot of him with like on the sidelines with his hands outstretched, being like, "How? <laughs> well, why? I I think I can probably guess why." <laughs> um. Oh my God! It, it's, it's it's so true. His hands are out every in every single one, and he's got like this like half smile, like giving this answer. Oh my God! They're all. It, it's all the exact same. It's like the one you posted of him in Kentucky days the other day. He's got like, both hands out every every single one at the podium. That that is crazy. And he's he's got like the half smile. I'm giving an answer in every single one. That, that's that's almost creepy. Every I, I tweeted after the uh, the Chattanooga loss. Every press conference is the same. I didn't realize how true it was. 
Texas, do you guys think that Danny Manning might want to swing by the studio and break down the scout for the game on Sunday? <laughs> would love it. Let's do it. If I had Danny Manning, I, I, would, I, would, I almost would just want to talk to him about his Kansas and NBA days. We would, so we wouldn't bring up Louisville. I wouldn't even want to bring him up. Hey, Let's Danny, talk Tulsa. How's it feel to be uh, the that you got traded for Dominique Wilkins in 94 and went to the Hawks and then ruined their Dominique's chance of making a playoff run the first time and he got sent to Bismal Clippers? <laughs> Danny would be like, huh? <laughs> He's like, let's talk about Karan Davis, please. And the Pacers beat you in the second round of the playoffs. I was there for that game six victory. Texas, the James Madison situation is so dumb because they're going to get to play in a bowl game anyway. There won't be enough eligible teams, so they'll get to play in one. Let them play a good one and the conference champion. I didn't realize that that was the rule that they could yeah, they but, only get to go if there aren't enough eligible. But teams. I don't think anyone's ever actually gotten away, gotten to do it though. They've always had found. Didn't wasn't that the reason? When there somebody just recently had said the same thing, and they, they ended up being too many eligible teams. Well, they took a five and seven. They, they, you know, now they can take five and seven teams. Yeah. So I, I can't imagine that they won't have enough. But Texas just let them win their conference and go do whatever they want. Well, they can't play in the conference championship game. That's stupid. Texas, I was listening to a podcast today, and they brought up Len Dawson smoking a cig at halftime of the Super Bowl, and they argued that will never happen again. And it would be a joint uh, smoking, if anything. That's totally true. That would be yeah. You would you'd be. Yeah. Hundred percent, you would have a chance, a better chance of seeing somebody smoke. I would think a vape pen over a joint. I mean, this may shock people, but there are athletes who do smoke before before their their games. That does take place. It happens. <laughs> or in some, like in some kickers smoke on the field. Yeah, he's Te- wiry. Texas Jason Riley probably sent that text talking about Jason Riley. Oh, ninety five percent chance that was Riley himself. <laughs> Texas shout out Danny Manning. It's late to the show, but have we talked about how Karan Davis could be the reason why we struggle to win games? Is it, do we need to play more, Karan? Is that what it is? Is he the glue? Is Danny Manning just is he pissed off? He's like, listen, I went and found this diamond in a rough. This is a stud I found in the middle of nowhere. Like he's neon Badeau. I don't I mean I, I kind of think you the won't opposite. even play him. I mean, here, look, small sample size, but look, we're undefeated and winning games by an average of 20 points when he's not even in the building. So, What if he came back to the team and we played him? We played, he's, he dropped like 35 and we beat somebody. I wouldn't be surprised. Be so <laughs> Texas, Miami fell apart after we destroyed them in 2006. FSU fell apart after we destroyed them with Lamar. Football seasons can collapse after a bad loss. The Houston loss did it to us, but our wins seem to set Miami and FSU back for more than one season. Well, now hold on. That FSU team... That we beat ended up going ten and three and winning the Orange Bowl. Remember that they got in the Orange Bowl ahead of us. Mm-hmm. They beat Michigan. That should have been our spot. But like, so they didn't have a terrible season. Miami definitely fell apart after we beat them in 06. Yeah, Miami was already probably falling apart with that. I think yeah, I think it was more about just them being on the downside. Yeah, we Florida, Kyle Wright sucked. When we yeah, when we beat Florida State in the rain game, they didn't fall apart that year. Yeah, would they end up being like nine and three, eight and four? Oh, I don't. Yeah, I don't remember. Texas is KP a member of Twin Flame Cult? They have spirit children. I don't know what that is, but did we just get uh, pranked on the air or something? I don't Are you know. To say something, I don't know. Texas, I think the Miami kid Danilo would at least give us the illusion that he was better if he got a haircut. The hair's not doing him any favors. <laughs> I hate to say it, it's it's not nice. I, I don't know why he's got that haircut. Well, he suddenly like tells the signs, signs that took in the hair. <laughs> if he buzzed his head, I feel like he would. De- he wouldn't have missed some of the layups that he's missed so far. Me, me and Dino are going to shave our heads together. Texas, I can't wait for when analysts compare Jaden Daniels to Lamar Jackson in a tone like they just solved string theory. <laughs> it's, it's 
good. Jason, I love the, all the Allen Electrical jokes, but I really did call them and get great service last week because of your show and commercials. There you go. Sat- it's not just the jokes. Satisfied customers are going to Allen Electrical. They do get the best service. Nine and five, by the way, that FSU team finished. Lost to Georgia in the Sugar Bowl. There you go. Texas Trevor actually admits that he doesn't do the job he's paid for every day. Uh, I <laughs> will not nor confirm nor deny that. Texas, I'm guessing that Beard is still too toxic, but I think Sean Miller has great experience at a high level and could be a good fit. I could get behind Sean Miller. I don't think I could, could, could get behind Chris Beard. I could get behind Chris Beard. Um, I could get behind Sean Miller, but... I mean, because I think Sean Miller's an option. I just don't think Sean Miller's the answer, but he's an option. Does that, does that make sense? I think he's, I think he's on the table. Like anything, I, I just, think there's reciprocal interest there. I would say that Sean Miller's in that kind of McCronin. Like I, he's, I know he's going to come. He can do well here. I just feel like we're just going to not be winning at the level I want to win at here. I don't know, man. I think I think he can coach. Texas, hold on. I said you should know where Towson is because of Seinfeld. Not that she went to Towson. I will not stand for the slander. Okay. <laughs> Wait a minute. I mean, we have the text here. I mean, it says, come on, Trevor. Yeah, you did. Yeah, it's not a text. You did just say that she went to Towson. So yeah. That's on you. He didn't say it in the text. Okay. I apologize. I, th- I'm, I thought that's what he implied. Texas, Mike, I've always wondered. I know you have sources that tell you stuff that you hold on to. Without getting into details, how often do you actually get inside info? And without saying anything, are you currently aware of things that you're sworn to secrecy? I mean, yeah. <laughs> kidding me? I mean, I... I get. He like, tells me sometimes. <laughs> like right now, I mean, I, I get like seven texts a day that are like all about or, or emails a day about Kenny Payne and what's going on, and I, I don't know if I believe any of them. <laughs> like you know, it's just it's one of those situations. Now there, there are people that I definitely trust that would, when they say stuff, I'm like, all right, this is this is legit, and a lot of times you just kind of have to not say it. Texas, hopefully Lamar doesn't choke against the Bengals like he did with the Browns last Sunday. That was a bad loss, blowing a fourteen-point lead at home. That wasn't yeah, bad the loss. interception was. I mean, that wasn't. Oh, it wasn't all on him. That was, a but it was a bad ball, loss yeah, for sure. Suck. Texas Louisville Furniture is building Danny a custom bed on the sideline <laughs> for his naps. It's a race car bed. <laughs> Texas Karan Davis is the our ultimate warrior from parts unknown, ranking unknown, position unknown. <laughs> He's gonna come out shaking the ropes. Texas, that's a good time. <laughs> Texture says, Trevor, who is the AEW devil? A lot of guesses on this. Here's my what's thought. Called, what's that? So, MJF, you know who that is, right? Can you explain this quickly? Okay, MJF, he's, his gimmick is he's the devil. He, that's what he says. He's, I'm a scumbag. I'm the devil. No one's on the level with the devil. So, he has his mask he's come out to. And someone apparently, he's claiming someone stole a mask and is now beating up his friends. I don't like that. And they keep, this has been kind of a running thing. My, there's a lot of people think some people say Britt Baker, some thought CM Punk. Jack Perry's come name come up a lot. I think it's Adam Cole, and I think the henchmen that you see they they are used and he's beat up is the Kingdom, mm. which is uh, I, yeah, the, the, his three guys. Mm. So I think it's going to be Adam Cole that ends up being the devil that turns on him. I actually think it's going to be Gangrel. It would be good. He drinks blood. He's like a vampire. <laughs> Daddy is hey. And, and Cage and Edge are already in AW. I'm just saying he's been in AW before. Two thirds of the brood are already there. He's he made an appearance last year. He he's did. Coming, he's the devil. He's the he's the AEW devil. I'm giving you all the inside wrestling tips. Texas Allen Electrical satisfied me and my wife. <laughs> Texas is this, is this about Karan Davis? Is this a new one now? Where we just say is this about Karan Davis instead of Kenny Payne? 
I don't know if I can get away from the is this about Kenny Payne. It's, no, is this about Kenny Payne? Yeah. No, that's you ask Ron Davis if it's about Kenny Payne. Texas Trev saying he'd give up smoking if KP and Louisville won a championship this year momentarily brought an outside <laughs> hope of some angels in the outfield-ish could happen for us in this team. But then I remember Trevor Trevor can't will himself to take a drone out of the box. Angels delivering Kenny and this team to a championship has about as much of a chance happening as Trev's lazy boy not turning into an ejecto seat. Okay. Two things, real quick. The, the drone had was taken out of the box, okay? You showed me it out of the box. Yeah, I just, just when I went to, I had to charge the battery before I could run it, and then I just kind of went on living my life and forgot about it. Um, Do you know where it is right now? Is it, yeah, it's, is sitting, it right, yeah, it's, not, it's, it's, it's sitting right on, I know right where it is, on the desk. Starting to collect some dust on it, though. You could probably write your name on it. But uh, other than that, it's still, I know right where it is. The, the charger, though, the battery that I was charging, I had to unplug it to plug my phone back in, and I, it fell, and I don't know where it fell to. Mm. But I do have two batteries, so it's all good. This drone's never going to fly. The chair, on the other hand, for those that, that love to think that I'm, like, breaking my neck in the chair, it has been doing very well. We haven't had a Trevor uh, sandwich in the chair moment in, like, no, a week. No, I found a good sweet spot, but also the only problem is is that I have also it's not as comfortable because I can't sit back in any way. I mean, I can sit back, and, but then there's no getting up because then I get turtled. So, it's... it's <sighs> The double-edged sword I live in. You, you people don't understand like the, the day-to-day things I go through on a regular basis. Hmm. Hmm. It's tough being me. I just saw this breaking news. Uh, Gabe Weiss, the five-star potential five-star kid out of Washington County, Kentucky, where my wife is from, Washington County High School, go Commanders, has yeah. received a scholarship offer from Louisville. Nice. Let's bring this is Springfield kid. What? We got we got to bring him home. This what, is on us. What sport? Basketball. Basketball, nice. Let's bring him home. A five-star kid out of Springfield is, is crazy. Let's, I feel like you know, I've got ties there. This is, is this Danny Manning recruit? I don't know. Hopefully it's a whoever the next coaches recruit because he's a 2026 kid. Rising sophomore. Uh, we've got uh, action tonight. College basketball, early season tournaments going on everywhere. We've also got – how about this? We have ACC football tonight. Two teams that we've beaten this year. Boston College on the road taking on Pitt. I mean, I don't well, – well. That made me feel sad. One team that we've beaten this year, Boston College on the road taking on Pitt. God, Pitt's two and eight and one and five, and our, we're the, our, their only win over an FBS team. I know it's it's yeah, I know they are favored tonight by two over Boston College, which has already secured bowl eligibility at six and four. Who wins this game tonight, TK? You're gonna fade me, aren't you? Because it's a weekday, but I like Boston College. This is like this is a classic Pitt special where I feel like it just it's too obvious that Boston College should win. I think Pitt's going to win tonight. Hey, I'm telling you right now, I'm, I, I'm not like trying to pick opposites. I'm going what I legitimately feel, and I think Boston College will win this together. So bet Pitt. Christian Veyer has been like really bad since our game too. Like, everyone's like, I can't believe that we. I'm like, I can. He didn't look good for half. He made like three good throws. We just no, we, we completely spit the bit in that game. Yeah. Like it was all us and the weather. It was terrible. NFL tonight. 8-15 prime video, Bengals, Ravens, Burrow versus Lamar. Baltimore's a three-and-a-half-point home favorite. He's had a lot of success against the Ohio teams over the years. Who wins tonight? Uh, Baltimore's been playing very well. But I feel like this. so is Cincinnati. I think this shoe's going to drop here. I'm taking Bengals to pull this upset. I think it's going to be a really good game. I'm, I like the over here. I like the Burrow over one-and-a-half touchdown passes. I think Baltimore wins. I would say they win it by three. So slight cover by the Bengals, like 34-31. Exciting game. Bengals win by three. All right, everyone enjoy your Thursday night. We got Indiana basketball up next for you. The yeah. Hoosiers taking on Wright State. Tip off at 7 o'clock. Coverage starts right now. Enjoy your Thursday. We'll see you back here tomorrow for pregame at 3 o'clock. Go Cards.
Hockey Alice, only locally owned sports talk. 1450 and 96.1 FM. The Big X Sports Radio. WXVW Jeffersonville.